Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Proud members of the Dread Central Podcast Network. Hey, Sammies. Hi. We have a brand new podcast. Yay. It's coming out March 1st. Here's a little sneak peek. Wendell Griffin Graves grew up loving two things, trivia and horror movies. Wendell had one lifelong dream, to be a contestant on a national TV game show. Please welcome our next contestant, Wendell G, everybody. It says here you're a horror movie fan, so this first question should be easy. Which of the following horror movies does not feature a chainsaw? A, The Evil Dead. B, Pieces. C, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Or D, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Between the pressure of being on national television and the heat of the bright lights, Wendell choked. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh, so sorry, Wendell. Obviously, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre features a chainsaw. (laughs) Wendell's televised humiliation drove him mad. After dropping off the grid, he's believed to be the quiz show killer, torturing his victims by making them answer horror trivia questions. If you have any information on his whereabouts, please contact your local authorities. Welcome to Kim and Cats Survive the Cellar. We are a horror trivia podcast. I'm the ghost of Kim Burns. And I'm the ghost of Ketrin Porter. Each episode, two contestants duke it out in a battle of wits and horror knowledge to try and escape from a serial killer's cellar. Unfortunately, we didn't escape when he captured us, hence we're ghosts. And now we're trapped here. Doomed to ghost host the show for all eternity. Players have been kidnapped by Wendell Griffin Graves, a.k.a. the Quiz Show Killer. He's left to do goddess knows what, but he'll be back soon. Before he gets back, we ask the victims, uh, contestants, three rounds of trivia questions about horror movies, TV shows, serial killers, and general creepiness. Question three. When and for how long does the creeper hunt in the Jeepers Creepers film. This famous final girl starred as Marie Lubbock, the oldest of eight siblings on the sitcom Just the Ten of Us. In which film in the Friday the 13th franchise does Jason acquire his signature hockey mask? What is the name of the spooky-ass goat in the 2015 film The Witch? (laughs) You guys, I couldn't remember. I wrote down Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick the Goat. I'm sorry. Each round, contestants acquire survival items to help them plan their escape from the cellar. 
So that means Maddie has a samurai sword and matches, and Andrew has a cob of corn and a paper clip. Yes. Now I know how this looks, but I have a plan. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I cannot <laughs> wait. Now, as if playing for their lives wasn't enough motivation, the winner will also receive a $100 gift card and a prize pack featuring indie horror swag from Dread. And whoever makes it out of the cellar will be eligible to return for a season finale where players have a chance to win a $1,000 prize. Ooh. Wait, can I come back? <laughs> season one of Kim and Kat's Survive the Cellar premieres Monday, March 1st. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts and follow the show at KKSTC Podcast on all the things. <laughs> all I see is horror in their eyes. Deer <laughs> in the headlights here. Fear. Fear. New episodes drop every other Monday. No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hello! Hello. And welcome! And welcome to to Kim and Kat. Stay alive! Indubitably. (laughs) We are a horror movie comedy podcast. We're going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. And this week, uh, Ketrin's going to try to stay alive. Yes. And Kim Burns is going to tell it to me. And let's see how it goes. Happy week three of Women in Horror Month. We have another special episode coming to your earballs. Yes, we do. And I will say that this movie I have been so excited for since like basically we started the podcast. <laughs> so this is a very big week for me. And then in addition to our regular telling of the tale of Jennifer's body, um, we are also going to have a conversation with one Caitlin Durante of the Bechdel cast podcast. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit of a fangirl. So <laughs> why don't you tell our Sammys about her? Caitlin is a comedian, writer, instructor, and co-host of the Bechdel cast. And you can find all of her info in the show notes. So enough from us. We're going to jump right into the movie and stay tuned after for our combo with Caitlin. Do you want to hear about a movie? I very badly want to hear about this movie. (laughs) The one, the only, Jennifer's Body. Finally! We've been doing this podcast for almost three years, and for almost three years, I have been waiting to watch this (laughs) movie through your eyeballs. been on my list since, like, day one. Day fucking one. Uh, So I'm very, very excited. So let's do this. Well, I'm excited to do it for Women in Horror Month. Um, This was made in 2009. Who was I think about 2009. We were wearing our low-cut jeans. Oh, yeah. Um, Kind of like lace tank top situations. With like a a large buckled belt. We loved our large belts. We really did. And we wore them not on our low-waisted jeans, but over our lacy, longish 
tank tops. Yeah, it was special. It was special. It was a weird fashion time for us. The 2000s, Um, I don't think will ever be known for their fashion. No, they won't. We did some strange things, participated in some weird trends that I look back on and I judge us pretty actively. I do too. I do too. So I'm excited to hear about the fashion in this movie. Um, this was 2009 was also the year that I met Eric. Oh, wow. That's yeah. nice. June 15th, 2009 was our first date. Cute. Yeah. Cute. Wait, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause that was Mitch and I's anniversary too. Yep. Yep. Wow. Weird time. 2009. 2009. Cheers to 2009. Mm-hmm. All right. Gina hauls out tits up hits all the way up we'll record our intro later who knows this might be a double cheers <laughs> yeah never know totally <laughs> yeah <sighs> all right here we- did you just ding yourself what just happened <laughs> you guys kim exploded and dinged herself while also maybe spilling water directly it's onto her face water on my face again this is why i drink out of water bottles <laughs> <laughs> but then where did the bell come into play because it's like lemon water and so I splashed it like right by my eye so I was like oh god so I real quick put my glass down which made my hand hit the bell that's a fucking catastrophe over here got too many drinks yeah it was fun to watch though guys so sign up for our patreon to see that (laughs) I think that's like the second or third week in a row I'm trying to drink out of cups now and it's just just splash all over myself Kim Kim is to regular cups as I am to adult wine glasses. Yeah. Both of us have real drinking vessel problems. <laughs> <She is. laughs> it's like I'm trying not to spill on myself, like down my face, and then I'm pulling right. away real, real quick. <laughs> and it's like bouncing up at me or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Great. All Guys, right. We've yeah. gotten nary, nary a second through this. Not- my- my information here (laughs) already talking bullshit yep okay here Here we we go go. directed by the one the only karen kusama yes love it who did uh the invitation which we have done yep the invitation which i told to kim however many episodes of your ago many many uh it's written by diablo cody yes of juno and young adult fame so, woman director, woman writer. Hell fucking yeah. Here we go. Yes. Dead or alive. Jennifer. Alive. Uh, needy. Dead. Uh, Chip. Dead. <laughs> Dead. Nikolai slash Adam. Ooh, Nikolai slash Adam. Alive. He sounds wise. Uh, Colin Gray. I know a Colin Gray. We, yeah, her Ketrin just had a face and she was like, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you know uh, who he uh, is? He, Someone I met it, at a 4th of July party once and then yes. for a little bit. I think he in, didn't live here. He didn't live here and you, you boned him in the pool of the house that Eric and I were dog sitting for. <laughs> <laughs> That's specific. I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. here just visiting for a little bit, so we, I guess we hung out. 
Yeah. During we, that time we, period. Yeah. It was that was a, it was a fun night. Colin Gray. Anyway. <laughs> Dive. Alive. 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 Eh. Officer Roman slash Chris. Dead. Teacher. Dead. Great. You're great. Thank you. Okay. Ready? Let's hear it. Yes. It's nighttime. Okay. We're outside a house. A little POV action. Then it's like a weird cut to like a close-up of like someone's arm and they're kind of like picking at something on their arm. Yucko. Back to the POV of the house. And now we're like at the back of the house and there's, I think, a horse question mark. That never comes up again, but I think there was just a horse in the backyard. Oh, okay. Well, you're not a horse girl, so I know it's hard for you to identify equine. <laughs> not a horse girl. It was dark. Yeah. Also, it never comes up sure. again. So. Okay. I, I noted it, though, just in case. <laughs> then it's like a real close-up of like a mouth like chewing on like hair, like long hair, like mm. a girl chewing on hair. And then we do POV like through the window into a bedroom. Title card, Jennifer's Body. And now we're in the room. And it's Jennifer, played Jennifer. by Megan Fox, on the bed. And she has, like, the TV. She's kind of, like, sitting on the bed, like, looking at, like, a book, kind of, like, with her knees up, like, looking at something or writing or drawing or something. Um, and then on the TV is kind of, like, a infomercial for, like, a like a fitnessy kind of thing, you know, or whatever. Sure. Yeah. S- someone's at the window. Yeah! <laughs> Another thing I'm excited for a beach. <laughs> we do now that we're not in the same room, it's a little harder to like jump scare each other. As, like it was real easy when we were like sitting on the couch yeah. together. So now I started doing a thing where I like jump at the camera kinda. But Catherine wasn't looking. She was like fixing her mic. So I did it and then I had to like do it again real quick. <laughs> But it was effective. It scared me because I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> okay. So someone's at the window at Jennifer in Jennifer's house. Someone's okay. at the window standing right outside. It's Amanda, yeah. Amanda Seyfried. Oh, okay. Seyfried? Seyfried. That's how I say I said it. It's Seyfried. Seyfried. I don't know. Well, you know who she is. I yeah. love her. Love me them both. Too. So uh, then Jennifer kind of turns and looks over. There's nothing there. And she looks like a little... A little like maybe tired or something like a little, a little rough under the the eyes you know okay. like um not fresh faced sure and then we hear a voiceover that says hell is a teenage girl you're not wrong it sure <laughs> feels like it while you're in that body sure it does <laughs> yeah so the whole the voiceover is from Amanda Seyfried okay Seyfried uh, who is needy? Needy. Short. That's an unfortunate name for a teenage girl. That's tough. Uh, short for Anita, I believe. Anita. Okay. No, I, I I didn't think her parents put needy on her birth certificate, but I was like, that nickname is. Weren't we all nicknamed needy as teenage girls? I don't know. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think that I was. No. I needed a lot. Uh, <laughs> okay. I had some other issues. So uh, 
cut to daytime and we're looking at the back of needy in like a hospital gown sort of thing and she's staring out a window that's in front of her that has kind of like um crisscross bars all over it basically okay Mm -hmm. voiceover she's like i'm not perfect myself but i have fans i get letters every day mostly perverts but still i'm kind of the shit And, like, we're looking, like, behind her. There's all kinds of letters and gifts and things like that. And then someone, like, knock, knocks. Hello, it's rec time. Voiceover. I get letters. People saying they're praying for me. Jesus. You know, nothing happens. Nobody comes back. Mm. And we watch her, like, changing into some, like, kind of orange sweatsuit sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And on the... um, kind of her little table there there's like a framed picture of like a teenage boy okay she says they're big on wreck here they say it'll it's a good way for us to vent out our aggressions and she's like out in the wreck now um where it's like a bunch of people wearing orange sweatsuits uh and she like slams a ball against the wall or something like that (laughs) and now it's her in the cafeteria and she says but i think they're just trying to wear us out And then we start kind of seeing her patient chart and there's things written of like hallucinations, uncontrollable fits. And she's saying, it doesn't really work on me. I'm a kicker. Oh. And now she's sitting at the window in the cafeteria and a doctor or someone comes up to her and she's like, so just one toast them today, huh? And she's saying like basically that Amanda isn't eating enough. Oh, okay. She's like, I don't know if that'll be enough energy for the entire day. We really recommend. Boof. Ah! Needy kicks her. And like the the doctor like flies backwards, oh. like onto the like, people's table and like knocks the food and everything over. Like, like a fucking, fucking karate like, kick. Boof. <laughs> wow. Okay, bitch. And then Needy gets up and stands over and is like, I recommend you shut the fuck up and then spits on her. Wow. So so what I'm hearing is needy is every teenage girl's inner monologue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Definitely. Great. Yeah. God, what I wouldn't give to kick someone in the face. Yeah. That's like my my broken bottle stab dream. Yeah. It just feels so fucking good. I love it. <sighs> yeah. So needy for president, I guess, is what I'm saying so far. Keep going. Great. So <laughs> the doctor, something tells me that statement's going to come back and kick me right in the hey. face later. <laughs> the doctor like s- sits up and like spits out some like blood and a tooth, I think. And now some like orderlies or somebody come and like grab Needy and like she's like fighting them off and they're trying to like uh, like grab her and stuff like that. And so they put her into what looks like kind of like a solitary confinement sort of thing. Ugh. And so she gets in and like screams and sits down and she's like wearing fucking like fuzzy bunny slippers or something like that. <laughs> okay. And so she says, now voiceover, I wasn't always this cracked. I used to be <laughs> normal. As normal as any girl under the influence of teenage hormones. Wow, this is speaking to mm-hmm. me. After the killings began, I started to feel a little loose around the edges. Oh, no. And now it's nighttime in her, like, solitary cell. And so the, it looks like a really tall cell. So she's, like, at the bottom. And then there's – so it's dark. But then, like, at the top 
like high, high above her is a window mm-hmm. that also has like the little crisscross bars, but that's right. kind of like her only. So it's like, seems like it's nighttime now. And then there's like a speaker and like, like Muzak starts playing, you know, like, <laughs> like elevator. Ah, music I see. Kind of thing. I'm sorry. Do you mean uppy downy music? Oh, excuse me. Uppy downy music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uppy downy Muzak. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, got it. Thank you. Starts playing and she's like covers her ears like I fucking hate this. Yeah. Cut to blue skies and neighborhood. And voiceover says like this is where it all went down. Okay. Devil's kettle. And we see kind of like a welcome to like towns thing. And she's like, I know it sounds like scary or whatever, but she's like, it's named after a waterfall. So now we're seeing okay. like the waterfall. And she says, um, it's like a really, it's not a normal waterfall. Like basically at the bottom, it all pools into this hole. And she's like, anything that goes into the hole doesn't come out. And she's like, scientists have studied it. And so it's like people, they're kind of working on it and they're throwing like red balls into it and they're swirling around and going down. Um, And then we cut to kind of looking at yearbook photos, like, like kind of scanning over a yearbook. And she voiceover says, two months ago, me, Jennifer, and my boyfriend, Chip, were completely normal people. And now that fades into kind of um, an actual, like, basketball game or something where Chip, her boyfriend, is in the band. So he's, like, playing the drums, like, in the marching band. Um, Cute. And then Jennifer is, like, a flag girl. So they're doing their whole, like, routine and stuff. And Needy is sitting in the stands. And obviously – Jennifer is Megan Fox. Sure. So she's stunning. Hot. Yeah. Literally. Uncomfortably hot. Gorgeous. Yeah. (laughs) I think the first time, or I see, I've seen this like back in the day. And then the first time I watched this actually a while ago, like I knew it was already on my list. And I was like, I want to like rewatch to like see how I feel about that. And I remember thinking like, normally like I feel like, girls that I have crushes on are a little more um like uh what's her face in the L word uh, uh Shane Shane in the L word yeah. like that kind of vibe they they have a little bit of like a a, a male energy forward kind of vibe yeah. I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about yeah but Megan Fox is like very feminine obviously and I was mm-hmm. just like it like she is just like my girl if I guess if I have a girl crush it's her on like is it in yeah. a more of the more like feminine looking uh from like forward looking women but uh so Megan fucking hot Megan similarly was the first person there was always that sort of thing where it's like hot people would sort of be like it's not easy being hot. Like people don't take you seriously. Just like those kind of tropes that I would always get pretty indignant about because like I was like, you're blessed with a hotness that like you can't imagine what it's like to like not be hot. And so it would make me a little resentful. Um, Megan Fox was the first person that I ever encountered where I was like, oh, she makes me understand why being that attractive could become a burden Mm -hmm. in our society. Yeah. Have you She was the first one. Heard her talk about like Transformers and Michael Bay and stuff like that. Uh after I had that revelation, <laughs> I then heard some of the things that she yeah. talked about that confirmed that feeling, yeah. but like she was the first person where I was like, "Okay, I can see how her life 
is made a little bit harder in different ways because she's that hot. Anyway. Yeah, her, if anyone hasn't, yeah, her stuff about Michael Bay and Transformers is not upsetting. Yeah, not fucking okay. Um, Anyway, I don't know. I got distracted by by how hot she is. is. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's the point. Okay. She's a flag girl being beautiful. Needy is sitting in the stands and she has like glasses and stuff like that, you know. And voiceover talks about them being basically sisters, though. And a lot of people don't understand it. Like, why would a babe like Jennifer be friends like with a dork like me? With another babe named Amanda Seyfried. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, but she's like, sandbox love never dies. Mm, cute. I love that. Sandbox love. Cute. Yeah, super cute. And so they kind of like wave at each other. And one of the girls in the stands near Needy is like, Oh, you're totally lesbian gay. And Dee okay. is like, she's my best friend. Yeah. And w- there's going to be a lot to talk about with Caitlin uh, as far as the script goes. Just so you know. <laughs> Ooh, can't wait. I'm already feeling overwhelmed by how many things I already want to talk about. So continue. Uh, now we're in the high school hallway. And... <laughs> like needy's at her locker or whatever and jennifer comes up and she's like what's up vagisil <laughs> and she's like i'm go let's we're going out tonight uh this band low shoulder is playing at the like local bar basically i already know what the band sounds like 2009 playing at the local bar i know what you they sound like 100 percent do they're fucking yeah. uh dashboard confessional oh like, up yeah in this piece yeah um I'm trying to fuck the lead singer. You're trying to fuck the drummer. Yeah. 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 Uh, in this case, I, we're all trying to fuck the lead singer, but I, I oh, don't cool. even know. They, they really highlight him, though. So I, I, didn't get it. A, I didn't get a clear shot of the drummer. Got it. But uh, anyway, she's like, they're an indie rock band from the city. So clearly this is like a smaller town sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And she says, I checked their MySpace page. and their lead singer is extra salty which clearly means hot Um, yeah i'm having resident hero yes uh, (laughs) flashbacks (laughs) totally that same sound too yeah and uh so again we'll talk about this when we have our conversation later but uh it feels like this is like the horror mean girls sort of because like there's a lot of like quippy teenage talk uh-huh where like and some of it I fucking love and some I'm like that cracks me up you know what I mean but it's a lot of it mm-hmm. uh so it also seems like maybe they're trying to like create sayings and stuff like that too so like like extra, fetch extra salty means like hot basically which is funny because okay. salty now means pretty much bitter but yeah anyway Needy's like, well, I promised Chip that I would hang out tonight. And Jennifer's like, boo, cross out Needy. And she does just like a little X like in front of her face. Mm-hmm. And Needy's like, okay, what time is the show? And Jennifer's like, I'll pick you up at 8.30. And she says, she's like walking away and she's like, wear something cute. Cut to Needy like trying on different outfits in her room. And she's saying like voiceover, I think again, where she's like, uh, where something cute means something very specific in Jennifer speak. 
Okay. You can't look like a total zero, but you can't upstage her. You can expose your stomach, but not your cleavage. Tits are her trademark. (laughs) And so her boyfriend Chip is like on the bed watching her change. And (laughs) he's like, those jeans are hella low. Like I can see, almost see your front butt or like all these are like, I can see your womb or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. It's like a lacy tank top on top of like a a little t-shirt, sort of like a little tight t-shirt thing. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, (laughs) what were we doing? A lot of the memes that I make this week are going to be uh, just showing us in 2009 and what we were wearing. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) So they're talking about... um, how Jennifer wants the lead singer and she says that he, you know, he's salty and Chip's like, what does that mean? And she's like, it means beautiful. And then Chip is like, oh, well, if salty means beautiful, then you must be soy sauce, babe. Cute? Question mark? <laughs> Super cute. He's like cute and like sweet and nerdy, I feel like. Yeah. And they have like a little kiss and... Or they're like kind of kissing and Needy stops and it's kind of like she almost has like a feeling like she likes as just like a sense. And she's Mm. like and she says, Jennifer's here. And Chip is like, how do you know? And then we hear Jennifer from downstairs being like, Needy, quit tamponing yourself and get down here. Okay. And Chip is like, you always do what Jennifer tells you. And Needy's like, no, we just like the same things. We're into the same stuff. We're BFFs. And Chip is like, you have nothing in common. And Needy's like, okay, Chip. This is, I am really uncomfortable. I, I don't know why. I'm not, I'm not making a joke. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. already, like, really uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Interesting. <sighs> More on that later, everyone, because I don't know what's happening. Keep going. Great. That was me and Raw, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're striking each other's triggers somehow. Yeah. So we go downstairs and Jennifer is like, I got my whip, a Chrysler Sebring or something like that. Like my mom's Chrysler <laughs> Sebring until 1130. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those Sebrings. Uh, I really wanted one when I was younger. She's like, it smells like Thai food in here. Were you two fucking? <laughs> this and- bitch. <laughs> and and these kind of like gross and like pushes her a little and she's like you're gross and push back and then they like push back a little bit and then like jennifer pushes like a little too hard almost and they're all just like and they're like and they just kind of move on you know and chip is like they're like okay let's go to the club and chip's like melody lane is not a club it's a bar and he's like really at best it's a bingo hall with taps (laughs) And Jennifer's like, you're just jealous, like lime green jello, and you can't even admit it to yourself. And they leave. So we go to the bar, and it's a voiceover of like Needy being like, it's not a club. Like basically, it's a very small town bar. Yeah. And they get like an X mark on their hands and black marker, of course. We know it so well. And there's a kid from school in there who has like a Letterman jacket on. And as they walk in, he says hi to Jennifer and that she's, like, so pretty and stuff. And, like, she kind of, like, I don't know, says something snarky to him and then, like, walks away. And she's like, he thinks he's cute enough for me. But that's why he's in retard math. Oh, nope. Nope. 
nope, so nope, nope. again, that's the specific. There's two specifics that I want to talk about later, but retard is used a lot. A lot? In this movie. Wow. A lot. Like, I didn't actually write it down that much in, until I realized it was happening a lot. And I was like, oh, this is going to have to be a conversation. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So then we talk about, uh, there's someone else there, um, Ahmed, who's like a foreign exchange student from India. Uh, he's over there. And then Jennifer's like, I wonder if he's circumcised. Like, I always wanted to try a sea cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> and then she puts a cigarette in her mouth and another guy comes up and takes it out and is like, smoking's bad or something. And it's Chris Pratt. Hello, Chris Pratt. And he's like, okay. um, in uh, the the police academy. Oh, okay. So he's like small town police academy guy. He's like wearing a t-shirt. Like he's definitely like hot, wearing like sunglasses, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But so he's like takes a cigarette out. He's like I'll arrest you or something like that. And you know, she kind of like says something. He's like I only got two more months in the academy, and she's like, What are you gonna do? Cuff me? And I they're mean... like real flirty, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so now the band comes on stage, but they're just kind of setting things up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're not really playing yet. And the lead singer is the one, Ooh. the only, Adam Brody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Catherine's yeah. fanning herself Ooh, right now. Yeah. Jeez, the combination of a two mm-hmm. ooh, yeah. well, a 2009 Adam Brody music band, and then it's Adam Brody. Lead singer. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. So he's wearing eyeliner, so oh, my jam <laughs> a lot back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back when we were yeah. into our musician time, ooh. he was really my jam. Yeah, that's, um, uh, maybe I'll post more to my, uh, my, my love story about the lead singer of Resident Hero. Yeah, we could, we that should share pictures on of him and uh, the the lead singer of Hassa's band that I was. In oh there. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll just share the lead the the pictures of all the dudes we fucked in two thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> too many to remember. <laughs> My husband is like, I hate editing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it all stopped. It went down to one in like June. So, yeah, June 15th. So whatever. Me too. I got a boyfriend then too. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, Chris is like, I don't know. I guess they say the girls say something about the band or whatever, like, you know, being cool or something. And he's like, yeah, you can tell they're from the city. They look like a bunch of fagos with their what eyeliner. The fuck? On. Wow. 2009? Huh? Really? Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting. That's upsetting. Um, okay. So, uh, but Jennifer is like, I'm into it. And she's like, so Chris leaves or whatever. And Jennifer is like excited about the band that, you know, is still kind of setting up or whatever. Yeah. Basically, Jennifer is like, we have the power because they're boys. And then she like grabs um, Needy's boobs and she's like, these are like smart bombs. You point them in the right direction and shit gets real. Mm, wow. Yeah. So question number one, you're Jennifer. What do you do? What does she do next? So what is she trying to accomplish right now? 
Uh, I would say getting Adam Brody. <clears throat> huh. I think she... This is going to be fun for me. I think she makes out with uh, Amanda. What do I do to get Adam Brody? This is this is fun. So I never had Megan Fox looks to fall back on. But what I did have <laughs> was incredible banter and flirtation abilities. So I'm going to wait for him to get off stage, pay him a compliment about his music, but then I'm just going to enter into full-blown sarcastic banter territory, and I shall have my way with him. (laughs) Zero points. What the fuck? What? (laughs) But I, but you know that my tactics used to work. Mm Mm-hmm. You bitch. So, (laughs) Jennifer goes right up to the stage and says hi to him. And right. she's like, yeah, I looked you up on MySpace and like you play your instruments super good <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. And he's like, why are you playing in devil's kettle? <laughs> and Adam like says like this, the wrong name. Basically, he's like, oh, yeah, we came to Devil's Creek, you know, because we want to connect with fans in the shitty area, too. Or something like that. And Jennifer's like, I think that's amazing. And she kind of like giggles and she's like, do you want a drink? They have an oh, awesome God. like 9-11 shooter. It's red, white and blue or something. 9-11? Sh- oh, so- I just said it that way and I didn't. Maybe it's 9-11 memorial shooter. I don't even know. It's a shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it came out of my mouth, though. Yeah. But anyway, it's getting weird. <laughs> so they walk away, and Needy's like, How are you going to get alcohol? And Jennifer's like, I'll just play Hello Titty with the bartender. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Jesus Christ. she goes back to the bar, and Needy kind of goes to um, like a little pinball machine that's like still kind of near the front stage area. Okay. And we hear the band start talking and they're like, one of the guys is like, what about her? And they look over to Needy and they're like, Adam is like, who, Jan Brady? No. Wow. He's like, I mean, her, the one who offered me a drink, the State Fair Butter Princess. (sighs) She's, She's the one. I'm telling you, I grew up in a small town like this. They love to show it off, but they never give it up. She's definitely a virgin. And Needy can kind of, like, Needy could overhear them talking about her being a virgin mm-hmm. and everything else they just said. So question mm-hmm. number two, you're Needy. What do you do? What does she do? Well, I'm picturing me hearing them talk about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that me that and makes you. me, yeah, that makes me go pretty postal. Um, so me, that would be a scenario where, like, I go up and I call them out and I say like I heard you and if you come near my friend like I will actively murder you in front of this entire bar um and just like be real crazy so that I look like the psycho and they'll hopefully leave you alone um which I had done before uh have you yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I'm sure Um, she's drunk to remember uh, 
No, I've gotten real crazy on people that I saw looking at you or heard talking Mm -hmm. about you. And I got real nuts. Um, Usually at Barney's. Um, What does Amanda do? I think she goes up and tells Jennifer that they were talking about her and is like, I don't think they're a good idea. I'm going to give a point for you. She goes and confronts them and she's like, that's my best friend and she is a virgin, but it beats sleeping with creeps like you. Love it. And the band boys kind of all look at each other. Cut to Jennifer walking with shots and so Needy kind of goes back to meet her. So they're like away from the band now and Needy's like, those guys suck. And... Like they they were talk. I heard them talking over overheard them talking about you being a virgin or something. And Jennifer's like, I'm not even a backdoor virgin anymore, thanks to Roman, who's Chris Pratt. Ah, okay. And she's like, that shit hurts. By the way, I just sit on a bag of peas or something like that. <laughs> and then the band <sighs> starts playing, and Jennifer goes like kind of up towards like the front of stage and. It's like, you know, the crowd kind of files in a little bit and he's singing like directly at her pretty much. And it's very emo. Of course it is. (laughs) And um, I'm going to play a little for you. Oh, my God. It's going to send me, Kim. it's been stuck in my head for days i'm like singing it in my head at bed and night like in my bed at night and i'm like get out of my brain yeah but i don't i can't believe how emotional i'm getting right now hate it Um, yeah so they're standing there and he's like singing to her and she's like so into it and they're next like her and needy are next to each other and she like grabs needy's hand and just like, but is staring straight ahead, like really happy, you know? And so mm-hmm. Needy kind of like looks and stares at her as she's Aww. like staring up at the singer. And this is so heartbreaking. On um, just so my heart's breaking just all over the place. <laughs> oh honey. Oh. <laughs> oh honey. It's just it's just such the beginning. I know. <laughs> I'm excited for this ride that you are. Oh God! On. Yeah, and then we see, like, in the corner by some of the cords, a little fire starts. Oh, oh, okay. And then it starts, to, and they're like still singing, and then it like starts to spread because there's like curtains and stuff, and it's like a old, it's like a wooden bar building. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, um, I do. So it starts to spread fast and then it's like going all around it like something falls down on someone's table now people are like screaming and the bar is like on fire like falling apart people are running and like trampling each other 
Oh, no. And so Needy's like, I know where to go. And she grabs Jennifer and they run into the bathroom and like squeeze out the window. Okay. And so they're like outside safe, like by the side of the building. But people are like running out of the building, like on fire. And Jennifer is just like in shock. Like she's not really like she's like stunned. Really? Okay. Yeah. And then Adam comes up and is like, oh, hey, guys. And he's like drinking a whiskey or something. And he's like, oh, you're all right. Great. I've been looking for you everywhere. You know, it's real dangerous here. Maybe we had somewhere safer like my van. And he like <laughs> hands, his drink to, hands his drink to Jennifer. Who has Nobody's some. van is ever safer. <laughs> you could be in a fucking war zone. Nobody's van is ever safer. <laughs> Question number three. No, no, you're you and I, Jennifer. we're not going to the van. You're Jennifer. What do you do? What does she do? Jennifer goes to the fucking van and she brings Amanda with her. Um, I'm not going to the van and I'm bringing drunk Kim kicking and screaming away <laughs> from the van. Oh, man, is that a truthful tale? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kicking and screaming. You, Kim, that, we're not definitely going to, to that Van. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Big memories of that. Great. Uh, that's a point and a half point for you, half point for her. Okay. She does go uh, with him, but doesn't really concern herself with Needy. Oh, okay. And so now Jennifer is going, you're Needy. What do you do? What does she do? Uh, okay. I think Needy follows her to make sure she's okay. First thing I would do with you is bagels and cream cheese you. <laughs> right. Uh, That's how we and tell then, how, how real drunk we are or not. Yeah. I don't even fully remember like how it – what the mechanism was that – made it work but i remember it worked pretty well <laughs> for whatever reason it was like our safe word where we had yeah. to be like no bagels and cream cheese like seriously 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 like how drunk are you right now like are you yes. okay or are you not yeah okay? yeah and, it and like, it, yeah the safe word is you a know good when way you're to drunk describe it. and you're just like i'm fine i'm totally fine and then like mm -hmm. if you say bagels and cream cheese we had to be like am i fine we had to assess our drunkness yeah um so <laughs> you would probably say bagels and cream cheese i'm i'm fine in which case I would go I would go with you. Like it's just you and me. I'd go with you. I would not be fun though. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's adjacent to forced partying. So I'm gonna give you zero points. I don't understand this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all the things. You are currently still alive, and it's because I won this game already. <laughs> <laughs> the, goal, the goal is for you to stay alive. I am alive. I live. <laughs> so Jennifer's going with him, and Needy's like, no. And she's and Jennifer's just like, shut up, Needy. And so Adam kind of like pulls Jennifer um into the van. And like mm. we just see Jennifer like it's a it's a van, not like a windstar like you had, but it's a bigger <laughs> van that like doesn't have seats in the back. Because it's a band which, van. Which my windstar also didn't. That's what I meant. Like, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I knew you would think of that when I described that. Yeah. But it's more like a, you know, like a, a band van. Yeah, I, I hear you. Band van. It's decorated uh, also, back there. Probably curtains or something. You know what I mean? 
Yes. Also, I I can honestly say now your points make sense to me because I was actively not trying to stay alive. I was (laughs) actively trying to keep you alive. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So now now we're lucky that we've both made it this far in life because. (laughs) <laughs> I I was not concerned with myself. It was just keep yeah, coming alive. <laughs> which is very kind and caring and loving of you, but not gonna win the game. I get it. Yeah. Sorry. You're right. So we just see Jennifer now sitting, like looking out of the van, and he just closes the door like on her face, staring out. <sighs> and then Needy's standing there watching, and the bar like explodes behind her. <sighs> oh God. Okay. And it's a voiceover of her again saying, I knew something awful was going to happen. And Adam, after he shuts the door, he kind of looks at her and just like smiles and like shakes his shoulders and is like, "Mm." and like gets in the car or gets in the van and drives off. I don't like this game. This is not (laughs) trying. (laughs) I don't like this game. We are, is the movie almost over? (laughs) It hasn't even begun. (laughs) I'm only on my first notebook. (laughs) Okay, continue. It hasn't even begun. <laughs> this is so funny. This is how I felt in Raw. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, for some reason, living inside the movies lately has really been getting to me. It's really, <laughs> maybe we're getting better about really being inside them. And it's, I... getting, it's getting, it's getting hard. It's getting real. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, cut to Needy. Um, goes home. She's in her room and she calls Chip, who's like asleep. So, he picks up. And she's like, Jennifer's gone. She went with the van. Um, Melody Lane burned down. And we could, like, hear people being trampled and people on fire. And now Jennifer's gone. And I don't know what to do. And Chip's just like, I mean, what? Like, and they're, ta- they're talking kind of. But he's like, okay, I mean, like, no offense, but who cares about Jennifer? Because people burned to death? Come again? Oh, Chip, we're breaking up. Yeah. And then the doorbell rings. Okay. And my mom. Mom? Nope. Needy says that Needy? she's all alone because <laughs> oh. her mom is on the swing shift. Okay. Question five. What does she do? What do you do? So it's like, um, m- you know, middle of the night-ish time, you know, or the bar's still open, but <laughs> not really. It burned down. Sure. You know what um, I mean? It's nighttime. I do. Okay. I am going to stay on the phone with chip and find a window to look out of to see who's out there Mm -hmm. before i do anything and then assess my decision at that point um so she's is she on like a it's 2009 is she on a what kind of phone is she uh she's on a flip cell phone flip cell phone um like so Little gray little razor. S- no, I had a razor. It was more like a little gray silver Nokia situation. Probably. Yep, got it. Um, Nokia, Nokia. What? I don't know. Seifried, <laughs> Seifried. Uh, I think she. <laughs> Megan, Megan, Megan goes to the do- door and opens it. Yay! Double ding. She's like, Chip, stay on the phone with me. I'm going to go answer the door. So she goes downstairs, opens the door. No one's there. Okay. And she's like, that's strange. And 
we're looking at her from outside the house, but the door is open, you know, so she's Mm -hmm. looking kind of out at us. And we see kind of like a shadow or something moving behind her in the house. Moving behind her in the house. Okay. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't see, obviously. Mm -hmm. So she's like, oh, no one's there. That's weird. Okay, never mind. So they, she closes the door and hangs up and she starts to go up the stairs and she stops kind of like maybe she hears something or something. So she goes um, down the hallway and puts the, there's, you know, as she's walking down the hallway, there's like, you know, a shelf with whatever pictures or something on it. You know what I mean? And she like just kind of like drops her cell phone there and keeps walking. And then she goes to a door that I can assume is a closet. And she like opens the door and she looks in. There's nothing there. And so she closes the door. Nothing behind the door. (laughs) Ketrin jumped. And then she goes into the kitchen and she sees like across the room, like the faucets, like just dripping a little bit. So she goes over to it and like tightens the handle. And then she turns around. Jennifer is Ah! there. Shit. Jennifer's right behind her. I knew it was coming (laughs) and it still scared me. (laughs) That's how they do it. Yeah. You know, it's coming the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer's standing right behind her and she's like bloody everywhere and like looks like she got beat the fuck up. Oh, like, oh my God. She's looks literally beat the fuck up and bloody everywhere. And she's just standing there staring at Needy and like blood is like dripping onto the floor. And Needy's like, what happened? And Jennifer just slowly smiles at her and her teeth are all red and bloody and then Jennifer goes over to the fridge pulls out like a fucking little container of of like a full chicken sort of thing and she pulls it out gets on the ground and starts like eating it like ravenously like she's just sitting on the ground just like eating this chicken and Needy's just like um my mom got that from Boston Market I'm not supposed to (laughs) Jennifer roars at her and now needy's like sitting directly in front of jennifer and she jennifer like expels a black liquid just like straight out in front of her kim are you okay (laughs) i don't think so i'm so upset (laughs) it's like a sludgy black liquid that just like goes directly out and then, like, almost moves a little bit, like little needles on the floor or something. Okay. And Jennifer just kind of smiles and then maniacally laughs a little bit. And Needy's like, Jennifer? Jennifer. And kind of, like, goes up and, like, holds her face a little bit. And then she, like, is, like, holding her arm. And it looks like she's, like, holding, like, at her wrist and then, like, looks down, like, concerned. So Needy then, like, immediately gets up, runs into the hallway to go grab the cell phone, and she grabs it and, like, opens it. Jennifer is there and, like, slams her up against the wall. But then Jennifer is just kind of, like, leaning against her and almost, like, caressing up against her slightly. And then in her ear, Jennifer says, are you scared? And Needy shakes her head. (laughs) Yeah. And then Jennifer kind of like nuzzles into her neck a little bit and then throws Needy on the floor and like leaves. Kim! (laughs) (laughs) 
prepared for you for this to be me and you the whole time, which is it's all it is to me. That's of course what it is for you to be living in it. Yeah, but I wasn't prepared for that. Quick cut to the where the bar was. That is just like a burn site, and the building is gone. Like it's just no longer a building. This is such a crazy B plot that's happening right now. (laughs) Cut to high school now and people are kind of talking about what happened and stuff like that. And there's like two girls, we're like in science class, I assume. So it's like two girls at one little table sort of thing that are talking and they're like, I heard that Needy and Jennifer were there and they had to fight their way out with a machete. (laughs) And they're like, look at her. She's not even moving. It's like PTSD or something. And so it kind of like pans over to Needy sitting there like across the room and she's just Mm -hmm. sitting and staring. Oh, God. Okay. And and it's like a flashback of her thinking about her and Jennifer as kids Hmm. and they're playing in the sandbox and Jennifer gets like a tack like stuck in her hand. So she pulls it out and she starts bleeding. And so um, Needy like sucks her blood. And Jennifer's like, don't tell my mom. She'll make me get a shot or something like that. And Needy's like, I'll never tell on you. I would suck your blood. Thanks. I'd consider it. (laughs) (laughs) You bitch. What what are we sucking it for? I wouldn't suck your blood because you had a tag stuck in it. My bloody tooth that just happened. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Nope. I don't want it. Wow. Like, I'd I guess pee on you if you got bit by a, uh, who's he, what's it? Jellyfish? Jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Depends on, like, I mean, I can't think of a lot of cases where I need to suck your blood, so. Here's, here's what I know. You would. If it was, if it was the difference between me being alive and me not being alive. You know what? You're right. Yeah. When you're right, you're right. But I wouldn't like it. No, you wouldn't like it. No, I would like it. Yeah. I'm just ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's like daydreaming about that. And then she's kind of like knocked out of it by someone come up and, and saying, where's it at, Monastat? It's Jennifer. Okay. And she looks fucking Fine. amazing. Huh. She's glowing and hot and beautiful as ever. Her body looks great in 2000s clothes, by the way. Oh, uh, well, her 2000 fas- 2000s fashion was made for Megan exactly. Fox's body. Because she got the low jeans and yeah. the like, yeah. little, little shirts and midriff yeah. and stuff. And Needy's just like, you're all right? Like, WTF? What? Yeah. And Jennifer's just like, you have a tendency to overreact, Needy. I don't relate to these two girls at all. (laughs) You don't? That's great. Mm -mm. That's good. No. And Needy is saying, like, people died. It's, like, national news. And Jennifer's just like, "Mm, sucks to be them, I guess. And Needy's like, what's wrong with you? And Jennifer's like, what's wrong with you? Besides obvious surface flaws. Uh, Excuse me, Kim? Why are you being (laughs) such a bitch? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> i don't like this game anymore <laughs> and it's back to voice her and needy and she's like 
I knew it was real. I stayed up all night scrubbing up the carnage. And it's just like a flashback of her trying to like scrub up black sludge from her fucking kitchen. Oh my God. Which is that cleanup where you're just like, it's just pushing stuff around. It's just like pushing things never, around. Like, how yeah. does ever become clean? You're just, yeah. you're just pushing black sludge around. <laughs> and she like shows her hands that are like all through her nails or like, you know, like black and dirty and stuff like that. And Jennifer's just like, Oh, someone needs a Manny bad. And then kind of says a racist joke. Oh, wow. And then the teacher came comes in, who is J.K. Simmons. Oh, I love this guy. And he's so good. Uh, he's so he's good. like, hey, well, it's a dark day. You know, we've lost eight students, including Ahmed from India, a oh. foreign exchange student. Yeah. Um. And uh, the fucking Letterman jacket guy that hit on Jennifer. Uh-huh. And we lost parents and our Spanish teacher, Senorita Huzi-Wetsi. And Jennifer's like, no way. She ate shit? Like, just, like, under her breath, like, just a needy. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the boys in class who also has a Letterman jacket on starts, like, crying. So, like, the teacher hands him a tissue with his claw hand randomly. <laughs> I'm sorry? don't know what the point of this was okay he, he has just his son's hand yeah and it's a a, a hooky s- hand. A hook hand a double a double hooky. a double hook yeah so I he got like it. picks it with his hook and gives it to him okay sure never comes up again really either. sometimes people have double hooky hands um yeah i just, just interesting choice yeah so now Needy's like walking through the hallway and people are crying and um, now it's, she's with Chip and he's like, there's no band practice today. And she's like, there's no anything today. And she's like, it feels, I feel guilty just breathing. Hmm. And then Needy's like, I need to tell you something weird. Um, Jennifer came to my house last night and she was all beaten up. And she barfed up this, like, prickly stuff. It looked like a mixture of roadkill and sewing needles. Whoa. And Chip's like, she probably just inhaled a lot of smoke. And Needy's like, no, it was, like, evil. And then... I've seen Kim barf up some uh, pretty crazy shit. We get it, we get it. Kim used to barf a lot. (laughs) I'm sorry, you really set me up for that one. I never puked up evil. You you didn't ever puke up evil. That's true. Only sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I think he says something about like, I don't know. I just wrote hashtag therapy. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe he's basically saying that maybe she should talk to someone like it's okay. Okay. And then Colin Gray came, comes up who is – Kyle Gallner. Oh, your boy. I love Your boy. How funny is it that Colin Gray, played by the boy you (laughs) want to fuck, has the name of a boy you fuck? I, oh my God, I know. (laughs) I, we've talked a lot. We've talked a lot on this podcast, you and I. Many hours. (laughs) (laughs) And there's not... I mean, I say people are hot and stuff like that, but there's not a lot of people that I'm soups into. Mm-hmm. Kyle Connor is one of them. I yeah, if you guys love him. 
if you guys were curious about like the fucking bullseye of Kim's taste, it is Kyle Gallner. Part of it though with him is because he's such a good actor. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I feel like that fits in the bullseye too, though. Like it's just yeah. It fits in the bullseye. He's super cute, too. I follow him him on Instagram, and he's just, like, married and has, like, three little kids and is, like, just, like, the sweetest, normalest dad. Yes. I follow him on Twitter, and he's working on a horror script. Uh, I'm available. Uh, (laughs) But you you don't – it's okay. I'll just be near you. I won't. (laughs) I'm being serious. I don't want people to cheat on their wives. I want you to stay happily married. It's fine. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Maybe you have a brother. (laughs) Yes. Who's single and available. Yeah. Anyway, so wow, I got distracted by him. He was so <laughs> cute. Uh, but he's like a little goth kid in this. So he comes up and says hi to Needy. And he's like, oh, like basically talking about last night or whatever. And he's like, I'm, I'm like glad you didn't die. Hmm. And like he walks away and Chip is like, how are you friends with Colin? Like I thought he only talks to like the dead girls or something like that, you know, like. Yeah. Fucking clicks and shit. And Needy's like, oh, we're in creative nonfiction together. He's a really good writer. He's like really like dark and emotional and stuff, you know? And Chip is just like, oh yeah, like me too. I'm I'm also that. <laughs> I'm also dark and no. emotional. No, your name is Chip. Chip <laughs> Chip. chip. <laughs> so now we get to the football field. And Letterman Jacket, who is sad, is kind of just standing out there alone. And the end of the field goes right into, like, a bunch of woods. So he's, like, all Mm -hmm. the way at the end just by himself. Hashtag let boys cry. Let boys cry. Big time. And so Jennifer comes up and says hi. And she's like, I'm so sorry about your loss. Like, you're crying about Craig, right? Like, And he's like, yeah, he's my best friend. Hmm. And she's like, you know, I was probably the last person to talk to him ever. Jennifer, what are you playing at right now? And he said he thought that you and me would make a banging couple. And then she takes his hand and puts it on her chest, like pretty much her tit. Oh. And she's like, feel my heart. I think it's broken. Uh, uh, I just got a boner to the face. He's like, (laughs) he's like, <laughs> I'm and my heart is broken too. But also, my donors hit me in the face. I don't know what's happening. Too much. But she's like, mine too. And she's like, come with me. And so he, they go into the woods together. Okay. Cut to them like in the woods, like kissing. And he's like, you're so warm. Why? And she says, shuddies. And I had to like <laughs> look up what that was because I was like, what the fuck is shuddies? But oh, I thought she was just saying, like, shut up. She is. Oh, okay. All right. But I thought that was her answer to why she was so To why warm. she was and so was hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what shitties are. Yeah. No, she was saying shut up in, like, a okay. cute way. And then we start to notice that all these animals start to kind of circle around them. There's, like, a deer and a crow and a rabbit and a beaver. And they're all just standing and watching, though. My dream. I know. It's not what it's not the it's not the dream in the movie. Oh, okay. And then it's like a fox and a raccoon. And Jennifer kind of laughs and she says, They're waiting. 
And then she unzips her little jacket shirt and she has no bra on. So it's just like her like cleavage a little bit. Uh And then um, she takes it off. We don't see anything. But then and he and then she rips his shirt and unzips his pants. And then you can tell she kind of like reaches in and like grabs his dick. And it's just Uh like touching his dick. And she's like, do you miss Craig? And he's like, of course. (laughs) And she says. You're going to see him real soon. Oh, dear. And then she pushes him up against a tree. And then she, like, leans her head back. And then her mouth opens really wide with giant pointy teeth. And then, like, dives at him. Oh, no. What what happened to you? So now the teacher, J.K. Simmons, is getting into his car in the parking lot, kind of like across the football field on the other side, and he hears um, the kid screaming. And he's like, oh, man, let it out, kids. Oh, Let it all out. (laughs) (laughs) But then the screaming keeps going, and he's kind of like has like a "Mm," face. Yeah. Cut to Needy, who's cooking at home with her ferret. And uh, Low Shoulder comes on the radio and the the band mm-hmm. and or like the song is finishing up and the DJ is like, that was Low Shoulder who became like American heroes last night, like helping people mm. get out of the burning bar or whatever. Da, 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 da. Cut back to the woods and the teacher now is like looking through the woods and he finds a deer eating the body of the Letterman Jacket kid that's been, like, torn apart. Also, I don't know that deer eat meat. They're vegetarians? Oh, postmortem it. Yeah, please do. The raccoons, the fox, the bunch of those animals you said in there, they'd be like, dinner's up! But deer, I don't know. Hmm. Postmortem. I'll find out. Thank you. Back to Needy's house, her mom comes in, played by Amy Sedaris. Ah, hello, love you. And she's just waking up and she's like, I had a night, another night tremor. And Needy's like, well, it's 4 p.m., so it's more like a day tremor. <laughs> oh, and but she works the she night shift. Yeah, okay. so she's like, said that bad people were like nailing Needy to a tree, just like JC. And <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and she's like, and I couldn't help you or something like that. And she's like, one day you'll be crying out for me and I won't be there or something. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I think Needy was like, well, it's fine. I'm all right. Like, it's no big deal. And mom is just okay. like, no, one day. Blah, blah, blah. So now we see by the woods in the football field, like um, a body's on a stretcher being put into like an ambulance. And like there's parents there that are crying and stuff. Cut to Jennifer swimming naked in, like, a big, giant lake. And she, like, Mm. climbs out. She's so pretty. And (laughs) she just kind of, like, puts her clothes back on and, like, struts into the woods. Wow. So now later, from their bedrooms, Jennifer calls Needy. And Jennifer is like, I feel so scrumptious. Do you ever, like, kiss a boy for the first time and it just feels like your body is, like, vibrating and needy I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> and needy's like basically like i don't know i'm still kind of depressed like what 
Yeah. <laughs> and Jennifer says, move on.org, needy. Life is too short to worry about that white trash pig roast. This is how I would know that it's not you. Thank you. Yeah, I'd be like, my friend's possessed. I need to exercise her. And then I'd put on my leg warmers and get to it. And what and two and what and two. <laughs> and I think Jennifer says, like, she's having the best day since Jesus invented the calendar. And okay. he's like, she didn't invent the calendar. <laughs> yeah. But she has someone on the other line and she's like, hold on, I have to take it. And Jennifer's like, no, but she takes it. And so she clicks to the other line and Jennifer like crosses her out. She's like, cross out needy. Mm. It's Chip on the other line. He's at his house and there's like sirens like driving by outside. And he's like, I need to see you meet me at the park. And this is where Jennifer is waiting for Needy to come back. And I'm sure you've seen this picture. So she's like holding a phone and she's looking in the mirror and she sticks her tongue out and like lights the bottom of her tongue with like the lighter. Yes, I have seen that. And so she like burns it and then it like heals back up basically. (gasps) Oh, damn. And Needy clicks back over to Jennifer. She's like, I got to go. And Jennifer's like, I am a god. And Needy's like, I got to go meet Chip in the park. And she's like, Chip's been looking really hot lately. Oh, no. Cut to Needy and Chip This is also where I'd know it wasn't you because we're never attracted to the same voice. True. Except for Adam Brody. Except for Adam Brody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's our only crossover. I I think he might be. Yeah. (laughs) Lucky for us. I think we're probably both into some Chris Pratt. Here's the thing. We both find similar people attractive but when we were both single we never were going for the same dude yeah that really worked out for us it really did yeah continue so needy and chip are at the park it's nighttime um and there's like a bunch of cop cars like on the street nearby Mm -hmm. and uh, clearly Chip like lives by the park because Needy's like, what are, what are the cops doing at your house? And he's like, they're not, they're at my neighbor's house. Who's so-and-so from school, the Letterman jacket kid. Oh, okay. He was murdered. Like they found his body like ripped apart in the woods. Jeez. And Needy's like, that can't be a coincidence. And, and Chip is just like, it can't get worse. Right. Mm. And they have like a sweet little kiss. Yes, yes, it can. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're at school and like everyone's sad and like, you know, the her voiceover is just like the days marched on. Most of us were too numb to enjoy ourselves. Most of us. Mm. And the hallway, like the people kind of part, like everyone's like wearing like dark colors and it's just yeah. dark and sad. And then the people part and it's like Jennifer who's like strutting down the hallway in like bright pink mm-hmm. and she's like fucking glowing yeah. and happy and just like, yeah, like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey. And more voiceover, she's saying like to the rest of the world, we were famous they were getting a tragedy boner over everything that's mm. happening here. Mm-hmm. And it's like we cut to like a bunch of kids like having like a, a candlelight vigil and they start singing like the low shoulder song. They're like, through the trees. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, for fuckles sake. <laughs> and it's more voiceover. She's saying, we were healing. We had faith. 
that things would get better. We were fucking idiots. <laughs> so we're back in class with JK, and he's saying how it's the one-month anniversary of the oh, okay. bar burning later. down. And, and Jennifer's just like, boring. And Jennifer. She now looks kind of rough. She's not oh. her glowing self. Okay. And the teacher is talking about how low shoulder is giving like us a helping hand. Like their song has like kind of become our anthem, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they're making it a benefit single where 3% of profits will go to like families from the fire or whatever. And Needy's like, what about the other 97%? Like that's kind of crass, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Okay. One of the other students is just like, they're American heroes. Like, don't talk about them that way. And Needy's like, no, they're not. I was there. They didn't help anybody escape. That's a rumor. Yeah. And the girl is like, no, it's true. It's on their Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. And Needy's like, they used us. Right. So now, like, class kind of ends. So Jennifer and Needy are talking, and Jennifer Needy is like, you look tired. Are you okay? And Jennifer's like, I feel like boo-boo. My skin is breaking out, and my hair is dull and lifeless. It's like I'm one of the normal girls. Okay, bitch. <laughs> okay, bitch. So Needy's like, are you PMSing? And she's like, PMS isn't even real. It was created by the boyfriend media to make us seem crazy. I assure you it's real. Yeah. (laughs) Hormones are real. Yeah. But then goth Colin comes up and says hi to them. And he's real nervous around Jennifer. Mm. And Jennifer is like, hey, can I get like your, can I borrow your English homework again? And like all these things, you know. And he kind of, like, asks her out. And he's like, you know, I hear they're doing, like, a midnight showing of um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And she's like, I don't like boxing movies. <laughs> oh, oh, Rocky. I was like, what? Rocky Horror Picture And he's like, oh, okay, like, forget it. It's cool, you know. And he, like, leaves. <laughs> and Kim's in the back going, oh, good. Rocky Horror Picture Midnight works for me, pick me up. <laughs> and Needy's like, that was random, right? That like Colin Gray is like trying to ask out Jennifer is kind of random, mm-hmm. you know? She's like, but he's nice. And Jennifer basically is like, my dick is bigger than his. <laughs> Ma'am. She's not wrong. <laughs> and and Needy's like, I don't know. I think he's kind of cool. And Jennifer's like, oh, you do? Really? So she turns around and she's like, hey, Colin, come oh, no. by my place tonight. And he's like, okay. And he's, she's like, I'll text you my address. Oh, and no. So then he leaves and then Chip comes up and Jennifer's like, hi, Chip. And so Needy like gives him a kiss real quick. Yeah. And then she leaves and Needy tells Chip about Colin. Um, I guess and how weird that is or something. And he's like, oh, well, do you want to come over tonight? Um, I, I like went to Super Target and got an, a, a, a box of condoms or something like that. Oh, my chip. Uh, so now it's later and they're in Chip's bedroom and he like, I don't even know what it was, turns on some little tiny lighted scent of something or whatever. And there's sure. like music playing and he's like, they're sitting on the bed and like 
start like kind of making out and it's very very cute and very awkward yeah i see it feel it and i'm there (laughs) but then some kind of like rock music starts playing a little bit and that cuts into colin in his car listening to the music and he's like singing and kind of like pumping himself up a little bit yeah um and this cuts back and forth now um back to like uh colin and needy no chip and needy me and Colin. I mean, what? No. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Uh, no. No, no, no. Chip and Needy. Chip and Needy taking their clothes off. Okay. And oh, back to Colin. And he turns, like, is looking for the address now. And he turns down this, like, very dark street. And, like, checks the address again and, like, pulls up to this house that, like, looks empty. Like, all the houses look empty. Like, there's kind of almost, like, fence in front of it a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, abandoned house type of fence situation. Yeah. And it's, like, abandoned house row. Like, they're all kind of, like, this whole block seems off. Okay. Uh, Like, literally, like, the lights are off. There just seems to be no lights. Except for he can kind of see, like, the upstairs window has, like, a little bit of light in it at the house that he's going to. So he parks, but is like, what the fuck? Question number six, what do you do? What does he do? I am going to drive away. Goodbye, good night, good morrow. Oh, really missing uh, your chance with Jennifer. <laughs> um, he goes in and is like, Jennifer? Hello? <laughs> H- hello? Double ding. Thank you. He goes to the door and there's like a board on the door. So then he starts looking around and like some of the windows have like plastic sheets on them basically. So he like climbs in the window and he's just Jesus. Hello. Yeah. (laughs) And he starts to like slowly walk up the steps and like a bird like flies at him. And he's (laughs) like, ah. And it's very dark. And now back to Needy and Chip and they like pull out the condom and she reads the box and it like says something weird on it. And he's like, yeah, it's supposed to like feel good for the girl. And she's like, cool. All <laughs> ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> but it didn't say that. It was like something else. God. And back to Colin in the house, he gets upstairs and there's like a bunch of candles everywhere and like music playing. Uh, back to Needy and Chip, like awkwardly putting it in. back to Colin like walking towards like the candles and then we see Jennifer behind him and he Jennifer behind behind him him. yeah okay but he turns they they see each other (laughs) okay (laughs) and he says this isn't your house is it and she's like this is our house we can play mommy and daddy now and then she like I am attracted to what you're saying but I'm not happy about that I'm attracted to what you're saying. Honestly, I think Colin feels the same way. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. Okay. Way. So me and Colin. Uh-huh. We're, yeah. 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 All right. She takes her jacket off and he's like, do you even know my last name? And she's like, silly. I've been sending you signals all year. You give me such a weddy. <laughs> I am going to have to tap uh, out I, of this entire podcast now. I, I was here for that. I was like, I'm taking it. I'm putting it in my pocket. I'm using it. I don't like it, um, but I support you in your journey. <laughs> I am exchanging Vajoner for mm. Weddy. 
it lives in the same space as the word moist for me. I could see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to exchange. Colin gives me such a wedding. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was involuntary. <laughs> so then she kisses him. Uh, more awkward mediumship. Jennifer and Colin are like kissing now and some like mice squeak by them and he kind of jumps and she's like, I thought boys like you were into like vermin and death and shit like that. And then she unbuckles his pants and like drops them to the floor. Oh shit. And it has, of course he has like a bunch of like chains and shit. Chains you know, and shit. Yeah. Clanks yeah. I can see it. She's like cool hardware or something. <laughs> Fucking Eric said to me the other day, he was like, what would you think if I started wearing like a wallet chain again mm-hmm. and i was like no i was like that is grounds for divorce <laughs> uh check with the judge concur yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay so they're like making out and she looks at him and her eyes like flicker kind of like white and then look like a snake kind of almost oh no and he backs up and is like, oh, and then like cuts his arm on something. And then Jennifer is like, you're so emo. And she like grabs his hand and then just cracks his hand and then cracks part of his arm and like cracks. And she's like, I need you frightened. Oh, no. Cut to needy and Chip. And Chip is just awkwardly fucking her on top. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's just staring up the ceiling and it looks like she's like seeing blood dripping through the ceiling and it like almost like drips on her, but like nothing's there. And then right. she like looks down near the end of the bed and dead Letterman jacket kid is like sitting there and Jennifer is like crouched next to him, like on something, no. just like smiling behind him. And no. so she starts being like freaking out a little bit, but like they're not looking at each other, like their faces, they're like next to each other. They can't like see each other, you know? Um, and so he's like hearing her making sounds, you know, and, he, and thinks he's, he's like, she's she's good. he's doing a good job. I assure you, you're not uh-huh. <laughs> back to Jennifer. Uh, she had just been like, I need you frightened. And now she's like over him and she's like, I need you hopeless. Oh, God. And her eyes like shift to white again. And then now we just see behind like a plastic curtain so it's just the shadow now of this happening where he's on the ground she's above him and she like leans all the way back and opens up her pointy teeth mouth mouth and then like attacks him yeah and then needy is still laying there and she whispers hopeless like she's Ma'am? having that sensey sensey yes, thing again the senses Back to the shadow of Jennifer now just, like, tearing him apart with her mouth. Oh, no. Kim, are you going through something? Am I? I feel great, Catherine. (laughs) I feel fucking, like, my whole body is vibrating. I feel fucking alive better than the day Jesus created the calendar. Okay. Well, if you need to talk, I'm here. I'm great. (laughs) Oh, you're always so needy. Ah! triggered (laughs) so now needy starts kind of like freaking out a little bit and chip is like what like am i hurting you and then he has like a real like a realization he's like am i too big (laughs) (laughs) you poor 
teeny tiny little boy. Aww. <laughs> that split second, though, for him was oh, euphoria. Real special. Yeah. But Needy gets up now, like, panic breathing. Just like... <sighs> Cut to Jennifer now. Just, like, sitting over Colin's dead body and, like, scooping out blood from his centrals. Just like... <gasps> my heavens to Betsy. Mm-hmm. And so Needy now like runs outside to the car. She gets in, starts driving fucking low shoulder through the trees is playing. So she like oh, screams and turns it off. She's driving and she's kind of down like a, a dark road. That's like, can we talk about what a douchey name for a band low shoulder uh-huh, is? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, there it's, fucking fits perfectly yeah it does i mean it's a perfect name it's it's, yep it's chef's kiss yeah it's just every time you say it my eyes roll so hard that i think i'm going blind Mm -hmm. there's (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. yeah okay so she's driving in the car she's driving and down like it's nighttime you know so she's kind of driving down a dark road that kind of has woods all along the sides of it and ahead of her, like, something kind of, like, crawls out from the woods. And then, like, it's a person standing up. It's Jennifer. Stands Jennifer? right in front of the car. And so, like, the headlights kind of go on her a little bit. She's covered in blood. And so Needy, like, swerves and, like, gets out of the way and, like, looks back. Nothing behind her. Turns around. Jennifer ah! jumps on the fucking windshield. And she's, like, covered in blood. This bitch. Needy reverses, so Jennifer falls off and Needy drives away. So now she's Needy runs into her house and she's like, Mom, mommy, mommy. Mom's not home. Oh, because she's on the night shift. Okay. I remember when she said I had a dream that you would be yelling for me and I wouldn't be there. So she's um just kind of like sits on the couch sobbing and starts having kind of like quick flashbacks to like Jennifer standing in the street that she just saw. And then when Jennifer was like leaning over her being like, are you scared? And then the moment of Jennifer sitting in the van when like the door closes on her. Yeah. And so Needy now like wakes up on the couch, still nighttime. So she's just like goes up to her room to go to bed. She like doesn't even turn the light on or anything. She just like goes into her room and like lays in bed and she's laying on her side, like looking, um, uh, out of the bed what like you do yeah. on your side <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> so she just lays down and then we hear hi and jennifer is on the bed behind her hi and like needy screams and jumps up and like turns on the light and jennifer is now fucking hot and fresh and glowing mm, i'm noticing a pattern are you, are you? yep I'm picking up what you're putting down. Interesting. And Needy's like, get out. And Jennifer's like, we always share the bed when we have slumber parties. She's like, don't worry. I'm not going to bite you. And she um, kind of goes up to Needy and like starts like touching your hair a little bit. And then she leans in and kisses Needy. And it's like a super close up of their lips. And then 
then Jennifer lays down on the bed and Needy lays down on top and they're like making out. Whoa. And then Needy is like stops and is like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, geez. This is, oh man. So many things are, I, I, I can't even get all my words out. And Needy's like, I saw you. I, I saw you. Like, I'm I'm going to call the police. And Jennifer's like, don't narc me out. Besides, I'm fucking cadet. The cops are my back pocket. And also in the sandbox when she's like, I'll never tell on you. Mm-hmm. Shit. And she's like, let me explain things. Like, there's no secrets between best friends. So she's like, the night of the fire, I got fucked up. And that band, low shoulder... They're like evil agents of Satan or something with awesome hair. (laughs) Yeah. So now it's kind of like a flashback to that night and what's happening. So she's sitting in the van. They're driving. And Jennifer asks where they're going. And Adam's like, you don't have to talk if you don't want to. Oh, my righteous <laughs> anger is ignited. And then we start to see all around. She looks around and there's like all kinds of books on like the occult and different things like that. And she's like, you're not rapists, are you? And one of them is just like, oh, I hate girls. And like, they're just like, yeah, but she's a virgin. Question number oh. eight, you're Jennifer. They're talking about you being a virgin. What do you say? What do you, what does she say? Hand in hand, we both go, no, I'm not. Where did you hear that? Not that it's any of your business. Bitch is what I would add. Point for you. Okay. She's like, yes, I am. I don't know how, like, uh, I don't know how to do it at all. So, like, you need to find somebody else, like, because she thinks they're going to rape her, basically. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And and Adam is like, see, told you, you owe me a beer. Fuck. So now they drive through the woods to the waterfalls. And it's super fucking dark. And so she, like, tries to run, but they grab her. Adam is like, oh, it's a waxing moon, boys, just like the ritual said. And so they carry her, like, screaming and, like, tie her up right, like, above the waterfalls. And I I just wrote that they're real pieces of shit. I can see it. Real pieces of shit. See it, hear it, feel it, (sighs) want to kill it. (sighs) One of the guys gets a little nervous and Adam's like, do you want to be like a loser or do you want to be rich and famous like that guy in Maroon 5 or something? And they're like, Maroon 5. God. So he's like, pull out the ritual. It's just like a piece of paper. And he's like, I found it online. (laughs) And I think he said something too. Like, it's really hard to be an indie rock band. Okay. (sighs) Oh my god, I'm blind again. I rolled my <laughs> eyes too hard. And I don't I I just wrote I don't even know what they said, but like clearly the word like retard or something came up again because or retarded because Wow. It said like a lot and I didn't write it down most of the times and yeah. I, I just like noted it in the side this time because I was like, the fuck. Even so. if you're like tr- trying to illustrate that a character is a piece of shit, it's like writing it that many times is super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Basically, he starts like reading it and he's like, okay, this is the sacrifice of what's your name again? And she's like, Jennifer. And he's like, okay, the body of Jennifer. And she starts like begging them to stop. And she's like, 
Oh, this is where he's like, you know, it's so hard to make it as an indie band. But you know what? Maybe we'll write a song about you. Oh, my God. And he pulls out a knife. And someone is like, that's like an awesome looking knife, dude. He's like, it's a Bowie knife. (laughs) And he's like, we deliver this virgin unto thee. And he holds up the knife and is like, and then he's like, wait a second. And he stops and he has like an idea and he starts reciting lyrics. And then he's like, like kind of just saying a bunch of like words. And then they all start joining in. And then it's like. Jenny, I got your number. Oh, my God. I need to make you mine. Stab. Ah. Eight, six, seven, five. Stab. Three, oh, nine. Stab, 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 stab. Jesus Christ. Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Oh, God. So, okay. So that's the end of the story. Back to Needy and Jennifer. And Needy's like, they killed you. And Jennifer is like, I mean, they... It should have, but it didn't. And Needy's like, maybe it did. Mm. Yeah. Back to the waterfall. Adam throws the knife like into the hole that disappears. That disappears everything. And Jennifer is like, boys ever saying like, I don't remember anything after that. I woke up and found my way back to you. And I couldn't bring myself to hurt you, but I was so hungry. Mm. But that's why she was like, all up on her and then all up left. on her she's like, yeah i couldn't hurt my best friend hmm. so now cut to her flashback. thanks for not eating me Kim. you're welcome <laughs> i'm yeah. not gonna suck your blood no you're not so she's like walking down like a dark kind of wooded street and another person is walking across the street in the other way and it's ahmed Oh, no. an exchange student. And she walks up to him and she's like, you made it out. And it's like her, the way she looked that first night, like after Needy's house, you know, where she's like fucking bloody. All beat up. up And beat up. Yeah. And she's like, are you lost? Like, he's like, does your host family know you're alive? Does anyone know you're alive? Oh, fuck. And he says, no. And she's like, come with me and brings him into the woods. Back to the bedroom, Jennifer is like, ever since then, like, I knew what I had to do to be strong. So if I'm full, like, now, then I'm unkillable. And she, like, cuts her arm and then it, like, heals up real quick. Oh, shit. She's like, wow, why did we both watch movies about eating people? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is that a women in horror trend? What's that? I guess so. Eat the men. Eat the men. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, her arm heals up and she's like that's some x-men shit right and needy's like what do you mean you're full like when you're full like now yeah why why were you covered in blood when you were just on my car like you didn't even look human and jennifer's like maybe you need to talk to someone about these disturbing thoughts needy We're all really concerned about you, especially Chip. Oh, no. I don't respond well to gaslighting. (laughs) She doesn't either. Needy's like, leave. Good, Needy. And Jennifer says, let me stay the night. We can play boyfriend-girlfriend like we used to. And Needy just, like, turns away. Yeah. And then 
Jennifer just like goes to the window of her second floor bedroom and is like, see you at school and jumps out the window. Kim, are you okay? <laughs> Maybe it looks sad though, Jennifer. She's, she's gone. She just is gone. She Okay. Yeah. She was just Fuck. like, see you later. Bye. I'm going to go. Like, Nene was like, what are you doing? She's like, you told me to leave. Bye. Things I'm concerned about a lot of things. Jumps on out. Cut to the funeral for Colin and Needy is there and it's more voiceover and she's now we're kind of like at school again and she's saying, you know, they held a memorial assembly at school, talked about the buddy system, curfews, dealing with grief, but nobody seemed to care anymore. Sorrow was last week's emotion. Hoped it was the last funeral, but I knew better. Oh, no. So. What does Needy do next? All of that has happened. What do you do next? I am going to tell a grown up. Maybe. Uh, I need help. I'm going to ask for help. I don't want this by myself anymore. I need to talk to somebody about this. And what does she do? She maybe tells Chip what's going on? I don't know. I'm I'm not confident in these answers. I'm going to give a half a point for you. I mean, honestly, that's generous. <laughs> I don't I'm, know if that would help, but... I'm also not confident in them using and her using that you're crazy against you. Right. So she goes to the school library and does a bunch of paranormal research. Paranormal research. Okay. So she's okay. looking Valid. through books and we're kind of like seeing different books and she's reading different things and stuff. So like there's one that talks about a succubus. Um and then about flesh eating, offering a virgin to Satan, if the sacrifice is on pure human and demonic relations. And she then reads about destroying a demon. It's weakest when hungry, and a blade to the heart is the surest way to kill the beast. Oh no, I don't want to kill you. And now she, there's a voiceover and she's like, Jennifer and I hadn't spoken since my room. I don't really I haven't really spoken to anyone. And so she's in the hallway and they look at each other and it's like someone walks by and then it's a quick flash of like Jennifer with blood on her face or like in mm-hmm. her mouth and stuff. And then Chip comes up and is like, Hey, um, like I bought our tickets for formal. Like, did you set up dinner reservations at Cheesecake Factory? Cheesecake Factory. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> and then a new horror movie starts. No. <laughs> my movie (laughs) yeah and needy's like i can't go and you shouldn't either and chip's like are we breaking up needy's like i need to show you something and i think chip asks if it's like about jennifer or whatever and he's like look i care about you like you're not just a girl i made love to for four minutes the other night (laughs) (laughs) oh high school like I'm scared of what's happening to you like you're acting like really fucked up um how is she acting okay and 
well, she's not okay. You know. No, you're right. Yeah. And rightfully so, she's not of okay. Course. But he yeah. doesn't know why. Why? Um, and she says, Jennifer's evil. And he's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the worst. <laughs> And she's like, no, actually evil, not just high school evil. <laughs> yep. 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 She's like, I went to the occult section of the library and starts like showing him some of the books. And she talks about demonic transference. If you try to sacrifice a virgin to Satan without using an actual virgin. Oh. And basically she says that Jennifer hasn't been a virgin since junior high. Okay. So she's reading and it says the result may be attained. The result that you wanted may still be attained, but the demon will reside in the soul of the victim forever feeding on flesh to sustain the demon. Oh, shit. Well, I guess what horror movies of yore taught us to be a virgin is wrong and everybody should get to fucking. Exactly. Get Get to to fucking. So Needy's like, she's eating boys, and that's when she's all pretty and glowy. And when she's weak, she's all, like, cranky and, and ugly, like, well, ugly for her or something like that. I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. <laughs> she talks about the dance, and she's like, that's going to be, like, an all-you-can-eat buffet for her. Mm-hmm. And Chip is like, like, I don't believe any of this or something like that. And he's like talking more about the dance. And she's like, who cares about the dance? And he's like, I do. Like, I got you a corsage and everything. Oh. Uh, and Didi says that she's going, but just to keep an eye on Jennifer. And she's like, Chip, promise me that you won't go. Question number nine, you're Chip. Do you go or do you not go? He's going to fucking go. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to say I won't go. I will stay safe. But you can't go either. This relationship that you have with Jennifer is toxic and you don't have control over her actions. We're both going to stay home and eat a jar of peanut butter and watch a movie. Goodbye. <laughs> Unraveling toxic relationships. <laughs> so Chip is like, Am I not your guy anymore? Mm. And Needy says, It's not safe right now. And so he oh. leaves. Chippy, whippy. Oh, chip, chip. So now it's like teens prepping for the dance in the gym and like getting ready for the dance at home and things like that. And Needy's voiceover is saying, people were blissfully ignorant. They didn't know that some chump was about to be Satan Chow. (laughs) Satan Chow. Stupid. So now Chip is getting ready. And he's like in his underpants, like like, um, in front of the mirror. What's that called? When you're like. Mirror? It's called a two-way mirror? No. (laughs) When you're doing this. (laughs) Oh, gun. The gun show. Flexing? (laughs) Flexing. Flexing. That took way too long to get there. It did. Yeah. 
flexing in I was front like, of the mirror. I was like, she can't mean flexing. She can't mean flexing. No, he's flexing. <laughs> but he's like a skinny cute dude, yes. you know? Yes. And um, his mom comes in and he's like, I'm in my underpants. No. <laughs> Little dummy. And she hands him uh, a pepper spray. Okay. Because she's like, there's some sicko out there. Mm-hmm. It's like attacking boys. And he's like, mom, I can take care of myself. I've been doing no, the Bowflex. Uh, chip 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 i'm gonna need you to take a step back son the bow flex <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> and she's like did you hear what colin gray like what happened to him and like basically chip says that he looked like lasagna with teeth or something like that and she's like yeah blorf yeah and so mom is like, is Needy coming here or are you going there? And he's like, oh, I'm meeting her at the dance. Mm, okay. Poor buddy. And then we Little just like chippy. pan over to his like corsage sitting there. Little looking chippy. sad. Oh Little sad faced flower. Oh, God. Was it white or was it an orchid? It was pink. Pink. Okay. And... Katsu Needy had been like getting ready with like her mom and she's wearing like a very 80s looking pink dress like it has like big shoulders it's weird but that was not a 2009 fashion it wasn't at all. at all I mean I wasn't going to like high school dances no. then but like it wasn't I can't imagine that it was very 80s looking yeah because those those 80s like shoulders didn't come in for like another like almost seven years where like we had a moment where it was like shoulders but it was not 2009 yeah i don't know but uh so she's taking pictures with her mom and then chip is taking pictures with his mom and is like his little sister Mm -hmm. and jennifer is like sitting in front of her mirror like brushing her hair and like her hair is like falling out (gasps) oh no because she's hungry and we see her looking a little rough and she's just like smearing makeup on her face oh no She's hungry, wungy. Hungry, hungry, hungry. Hungry for fingies. I don't like any of those words that you use. <laughs> for some reason, when you say words like that, it, it's it's moist to me. Ooh! Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean like to trigger it. you that way. I'm so sorry. Really I'm so sorry. I really don't like it. I'm sorry, wowie. What? You're <laughs> just moisting me. Oh, my gosh. Stop. <laughs> Stop I'm, it. I'm gonna I'm go sorry. hang out with Colin and uh, get a wedding. <laughs> That's rude. It's rude. So now we're at the dance and Needy's like looking around for Jennifer. And Chip is walking to school like through the dark park alone. Don't. Where's your mace? At the dance, like the teacher comes on stage and he's like, welcome to the fucking formal, whatever the fuck. And now we see Chip walking and someone is like behind him in the distance and he kind of hears something and like turns back. Nothing's there. He looks back. Jennifer's standing ah! right in front of him. <sighs> and she's like, didn't you hear me calling your name? And he's like, no. And she's like, I need to talk to you about Needy. Oh, no. She says that she's been acting off lately. And or maybe... One of them says that she's been acting off. Like, I think Colin. Wait, no, Chip. Who's happening? Chip. Chip, chip, chip. Chippity, chip, chip. 
Chip says she's been acting off lately. Can you get Colin off the brain? Please? It's really, embarrassing. I really can't. It's <laughs> Kyle's also my favorite name, too. I know. It's <laughs> a lot for you. Oh Kim, gosh. keep your wetty in your panties. Oh I'm so upset. Okay. What? Where are my things? Hello? Boop, 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 boop. Needy's acting off lately. Yeah. And Jennifer says, I know what's wrong with her. She's upset because Colin died. Me too, girl. And not just because he was murdered. <gasps> and she says, Chip, Needy and Colin were intimate. No, but they weren't. And on a semi-regular basis. No. And they were doing things that you haven't even heard of, like total varsity moves. No. And she's like, I care about you so much, Chip, more than I've ever wanted to admit. Oh, no, this is some toxic shit happening right here. Back to the dance. The teacher is talking about a uh, fucking low shoulder is taking a pit stop from their sold out national tour. So they oh, like, oh, damn, they blew up the fuck up. Wow. And they're coming to play the dance. Oh, shit. There's so much 2009 coming at me right now. It's a lot. <laughs> like my <laughs> own, me- just like my own memories, my own feelings, my own. I just have a lot happening for me okay. right now. Yeah, right. I feel you. Well, <laughs> Jennifer, now we're cutting back and forth again. And Jennifer is like, Needy doesn't deserve a boy like you. And the teacher is like, welcome, low shoulder. Oh, God. Back to Jennifer. She kisses Chip. (gasps) Kim, don't. Back to the dance. Um, Needy is there now, like, listening. And they start playing. and oh god so many feelings now cut back to chip and jennifer and they're like making out and she's like you're so salty oh god and then jennifer's is like say i'm better than needy I'm so upset. This mean girl shit really upsets me. Back to Needy at the dance. The music is playing and she's having like a, a, a sensey situation. A sensey sense. Yeah. She like touches her lips and says, Chip. <gasps> oh no. Question number 10 What do you do? What does she do? I'm so mad and sad and scared. Um, I think she leaves the dance uh, to go find Chip. Um, I. Oh, man, I'm going to be ruthless because it's like this. This is weird because it's like not what I would do, but it's like to stay alive. 
I'm going to go home. Not going to stay at the dance and I'm not going to go find Chip. I'm going to go home. I'm going to give you point for her, half point for you. Okay. I didn't like doing that, just so we're clear. I didn't like going home. I didn't like ignoring the situation. I didn't like saving my best friend and my not saving my best friend and my boyfriend. I didn't like it. Continue. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know that that would keep you alive necessarily. I hear you. Um, by like a, a, avoiding things now. Yeah. You know. Um, so she, it's like cut to her like running through the streets now. And Chip and Jennifer start like walking through the park to this like old like empty building. And even Needy's like running down the street and she like rips her jacket off. And she's, uh, now Chip and Jennifer, like, walk into this building, and it's, like, an old indoor pool house. Like, no. Like, swimming pool. I don't know what this building was in the middle of the woods by itself. I mean, it's, like, a big open field, but it's, like, clearly, like, set off by itself. And then it's, it's like, a pool inside. An old witch's pool. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, like. (laughs) decrepit like has not been used in a very long time so they right. like kind of flick a little light on but it's like green lights almost like one green light kind of comes on well yeah it's like half filled pool with like sludge swamp water and there's like literal trees growing out all around like the windows and everywhere like it's oh no a mess and it's pool's not up to code i can tell you that right now no, I know you don't know a lot about pools, so I'm just letting you know, like, not up to code. Thank you for letting me know. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. You can see yourself out. Goodbye. (laughs) And Chip is like, what are we doing? And she's like, swimming. Come on. And Needy's still running. And Chip and Jennifer now are just, like, sitting on the edge of the pool. And Jennifer. There are maggots in there. There's maggots in there. There's leeches and maggots. I know for sure. I just feel like there's bigger issues. Sometimes you get real distracted by some little things when there's like really big issues happening. I I know I do that. It's I usually know. like some type of animal that distracts you. And now it seems to be some type of like bug that is distracting you. It's fascinating. It's, it's, more, it's more that it's like what it feels like to me is like I have this issue, this whole demon best friend issue. And so I get really frustrated at the maggots and mosquitoes and the leeches because I'm like I have enough to deal with yeah that's what happens to me yeah so yeah yeah I don't I don't think this is what we're it's top of mind right now okay all right continue also they're just sitting on the side of the pool so like they're not even touching the water because it's only Mm. like kind of at the bottom I mean it's like half full but they're at like the deep end I guess not reaching it okay yeah they're just sitting there all right And Jennifer is like, I feel so empty. And Chip says, me too. Oh, no. And she looks at him and says, kiss me again. Mm. Question 11, you're Chip. What do you do? What does he do? 
Well, no, I'm not going to because even if Needy was cheating on me, I'm not going to have like revenge makeouts with her best friend because I want to remain the bigger person. So, no, I'm going to leave because also like these leeches. Um, right, right, right. The maggots. And mosquitoes. Yeah. Mosquitoes mainly. They love me. I think Chip kisses her again. Or he's like, no, this feels wrong. I'm changing it. He's like, no, this feels... He, like, goes to kiss her, and then he's like, no, this feels wrong. I love Needy. Point for him. Okay. He does kind of, like, kiss her for a second and then stops and is like, I can't. I'm sorry. It feels weird. She grabs him and throws him into the water. I knew it! I knew we were going to end up in this disgusting water. (laughs) Infection city. But that's why I'm not sure, like, I don't know what kissing her would do, but, like, not kissing her really pissed her off. Did this. Yeah. I hear you. Really pissed her off. Yeah, I hear you. You're right. You're right. So she throws him into the water, jumps on top, and is kind of, like, holding him down. Needy's now running through, like, the park in the woods or something. And back to Jennifer, she's, like, throwing Chip around in the water. And Chip, like kind of starts to crawl out of one part and is like crawling and then gets dragged back in. Sure. Needy gets to the spot at the tree where they had been like kissing and there's like a corsage on the ground. Oh. And he she hears from a distance Chip screaming, help. And so she looks at this building that is doing God knows what, where it is. Mm-hmm. And she starts running to the building and she climbs in through the window and through the trees And she sees, like, standing in the pool, like, up against the wall. Chip's back is up against the wall. And Jennifer is just, like, on him. Ah. And so she jumps in. And it looks like she's, like, kissing his neck, basically. Uh Uh-huh. And so Jennifer looks back and, like, roars at her with her, like, pointy teeth demon face. Ah! Is her roar? Bloody. Is her roar, like... Like big cat roar or like T-Rex in Jurassic Park roar? I'm just curious. Feels T-Rexy, I guess. If I so more pick. like demon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Whoa, that was good. Sure Please was stop. <laughs> but I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It creeped me out. <laughs> so she like turns back, does that, is covered in blood. And so Chip just goes, he's like like pouring blood Eaten. out his neck and yeah. looks at her and it's just like needy oh question 12 you're needy what do you do what does she do i what do i have i want to stab her in the heart because that's what the book said but i don't know what i have so like my answer is that like i want to go like find something to stab her with in this weird like tree pool so I think we're going to do that together. But, like, I don't know what I have around me, but I want to stab her together. Okay. And you hand in hand? Yeah. Point for you. That's a great idea. Thank you. Me fucking dives right in and, like, just pulls Jennifer off. And then the two go underwater for a while. Okay. And then Needy comes back up. And Chip is, like, Alive, but very pale and bleeding. Right. And no Jennifer And like a chunk of his neck is missing, right? 
he's definitely bleeding profusely. He's ble- I don't. I don't know how much skin is taken away. I'm not. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. No, I think I might have just. I think I just misinterpreted something you said. So. I just couldn't see. Okay. Like, sure. I don't know. It's like just bloody. So I don't know how much of his flesh has been ripped it's off or not. Missing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Got it. It's hard, hard for me to say. I didn't get enough. I think I, I think I still have raw on the brain where like an entire like divot of thigh was missing from Ooh. Adrienne. So yeah. I think that may be what's happening. Yeah. I mean, he's still alive. So like. Yeah. <laughs> his neck is not gone. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then Jennifer hasn't come back up yet. So down all the way down the other end of the pool, they start to see the water moving and it's like coming towards them. Oh, no. Question number 13. What does Chip do and what do you do? Chip? He's still like alive to be able to like, he's just pale. Yeah. Chip? 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 Uh, So we're... Can you tell me about the touching situation in terms of the depth of the pool of where I am and where I need to know about this? Everything feels like waist high. Okay. So so we are in the water, yeah. feet on the ground, waist high. Yeah. Ha- and um, Needy got into it by diving was sort of... I don't know. She jumped in jumped in uh you know look we don't need to get into it but you know what my skills and diving are so i think i just used the term loosely because i have no idea how to fucking do it okay yeah i wasn't gonna go there with you i think she jumped in jumped in okay i guess i'm just trying to like i'm i'm trying what i want to do is get out of the pool but it's like i can't see how tall the wall is or like if there's stairs at one do you know what I'm saying like I'm trying mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. out of the pool yeah um yeah like we can the we can reach the wall okay so I'm gonna get out of the pool with needy with me and then I'm gonna kind of wait for the Jennifer monster to like come at me kind of thing and right as she's about to be like, I'm going to spray her with the mace that my mom gave me. Mm. Um, and then book it. Run, run, run. Um, what does he do? Does he try to like be a savior? Like, is he like, I'll take care of it in some way and then dies like an idiot? I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Chip's an idiot. I'll give a point for you. Okay. Begrudgingly, she said. <laughs> I'm just not sure. but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a like, little give stumped. Give it a try. Um, yeah. Chip pulls out the pepper spray. Okay. And throws it to Needy. Okay. And so now Jennifer comes up right out of the water right in front of Needy. And uh-huh. Needy sprays her. Uh-huh. And so Jennifer kind of like screams and like coughs a little bit and then just shoots black sludge out of her mouth directly at them. Sure. Yeah. And then Jennifer stands straight up into the air 
oh, this is new. And now it's just hovering above them. And Colin, Chip, I mean, is like, <laughs> Colin. Oh, I, you have Colin on the brain. R. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get it together. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Chip is like, whoa, she can fly. And Needy says, she's just hovering. It's not that impressive. <laughs> Jennifer says, do you have to undermine everything I do? <laughs> You're such a player hater. Wow. And so Needy climbs out of the pool and is now standing on the side. And Needy says, you're a jerk. And Jennifer's like, nice insult, Hannah Montana. (laughs) Oh, Hannah Montana. And Needy says, you're never a good friend. When when we were little, you used to like steal my toys and like pour lemonade on my bed. And Jennifer says, kind of standing just across from like looking directly at her now. And Jennifer says, and now I'm meeting your boyfriend. At least I'm consistent. Oh, God. And Needy's like, why him? Like, you could have anybody. Why him? Like, just to tick me off? Or are you just really Mm -hmm. that insecure? Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like... The metaphor is coming to fruition. I, I see it. I feel it. Yeah. Jennifer says, I'm not insecure. How could I ever be insecure? I was the snowflake queen. And Needy's like, yeah, two years ago when you were socially relevant. Whoa. And Jennifer's like, I'm still socially relevant. Oh, wow. (laughs) And Needy says, and when you didn't need laxatives to stay skinny. (gasps) And Jennifer is pissed. And she's like, I'm going to eat your soul and shit it out, Les Nikki. (gasps) And she starts walking towards Needy. And so Needy starts kind of like backing up a little bit as Chip is now like climbing out of like the stairs of the the pool behind her. And Needy's like, I thought you only murdered boys. And Jennifer says, I go both ways. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. And then out of nowhere, Chip stabs Jennifer through the gut with a pool cleaner pole uh-huh. thingy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer's like, Ugh! and then she like slowly pulls it out and she's like, Ugh! and mm-hmm. bleeding. She's all like bleeding. <laughs> yeah, got it. And Jennifer says, do you got a tampon? It seems like you might be plugging. Oh, my God. And then Jennifer just climbs out the window and leaves. He should have stabbed her in the heart. Remember the book? He didn't know. But Needy, you need to use your words. Needy, come on. Okay. And tell that part. And he didn't believe her anyway. Right. Oh, shit. I'm sure you believe me now, Chip. Believe women, Chip. God damn it. So now Chip is laying on the ground, unwell. Unwell. Oh, and right, because his neck bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's real pale. Blood. Real pale. Mm-hmm. And Needy's like crying over him. And Chip says, Needy, I should have believed you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yes. And Needy's like, I'm going to go get help. And she like pulls out like the self, his cell phone like out of his pocket, you know, but He's been in the water, so he's all, like, coughing and stuff, like, 
doesn't mm-hmm. look good. Yeah. And she's like, the phone's not working. And he's just like, hey, it's okay. I'm I'm going somewhere. And she's like, no. And he says, I think I died before you got here, but I woke up when I heard your voice. Oh, how mm. romantic. I know. And Needy says, I love you. Mm. And he's like, I love you too. You look totally hot in that dress. <laughs> you he dies. Oh, 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 God. And she's like, no. And she screams and like cries over him. Question number 14. You're needy. What do you do next? What does she do next? We together are going to stab her in the heartular area for sure. I am going to exorcise this demon and be done with her. Zebelding. Thank you. Cut to Jennifer in bed drawing on her yearbook with like the TV playing of like some fitness ad or whatever. Mm. So it's <laughs> the beginning. Uh-huh. She's writing on some boy's face. Yum. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> been there and she turns the tv off and the light off and she just kind of lays down and turns over and lays down and then the window crashes as Nina ah. jumps through it into her room attacks her and they start fighting on the bed needy's like laying on top of her now and she's like best friends forever huh you killed my boyfriend <gasps> you're a monster you dumb bitch <laughs> and then Jennifer bites Needy's like neck or shoulder or something, and she's like, mmm. And then Needy pulls out a box cutter, and she's <laughs> like, do you know what this is for? For cutting boxes. Uh, mm, you can oh, see yourself out. Goodbye. And we can leave the puns at the door, Needy. She kind of like starts to like put it down to stab her, but Jennifer grabs her arm and stops her, so it's like just kind of right at Jennifer's face, and Jennifer's holding her back. Uh-huh. And Jennifer's like, do you buy all your murder weapons at Home Depot? God, you're so, you're such a butch. A butch? And wow, then, lots of gay jokes. Yeah. Lots, lots of, of gay, gay jokes, jokes, but also, we can talk about this later, but um, it's, it, there's a lot to talk about. No, I, I know, there's like so much that I, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because a lot of lesbians see this as, like, a sexual awakening movie or, like, you know, this is, like, a, a big movie in, like, the lesbian world, actually. Oh, yeah. That's – I mean, that's very apparent. Um, and that, sure. like, Needy is, like, most likely in love with Jennifer. Sure. Yeah. So Needy is, like, on top of her and she's, like, cross out Jennifer and she's, like, slash, slash <gasps> with the cutter and it makes, like, an X, like, in blood, like, on Jennifer's stomach. Uh-huh. And then Jennifer's entire laying flat horizontal just raises into the air with Needy oh, sh- on top of her. Oh, no. And so they're struggling and they flip around and now Jennifer's on top, still floating in the air. And they flip around and now Needy's on top. And then Needy sees they both have like BFF necklaces, little like yeah. art necklaces. And Needy sees it and she rips it off Jennifer's neck and like 
throws it onto the floor and it like kind of slow-mo falls onto the floor and then it's like a flashback of like the two of them playing in the sandbox and then it's like slow-mo Jennifer like falls down back onto the bed and needy slow-mo falls down on top of her with the box cutter to her chest and Jennifer stabbed just whispers my tit (laughs) (laughs) this bitch (laughs) and then needy's like no your heart your heart and Jennifer, like, slowly dies. And then the door opens and the lights pop on. And it's Jennifer's mom. And she's like, what is it, baby? And sees Needy on, on top, top of, of Jennifer. And Needy pulls out the knife. And her mom is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Needy just kind of, like, falls down on the bed, like, next to Jennifer. And, like, Jennifer's mom comes and, like, picks up Jennifer. And is just, like, crying. And it starts to be, like... Where, like, sound gets really distant for Needy now, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Needy just looks over at dead Jennifer and has another voiceover. I don't know who Needy Lesnicki is anymore. And now mm. we're back to her being in the solitary confinement room. Mm-hmm. And they open, like, the little slot and slide in, like, some food on the floor. Mm-hmm. And... Her voiceover says, I'm a different person now. A person who uses curse words and kicks orderlies and sees things that aren't there. Very bad, very damaged person. But sometimes change can be good. And she starts kind of like rubbing her like shoulder a little bit and like Mm -hmm. pulls down her shirt. And voiceover says, most occult scholars don't know this. But if you're bitten by a demon and we see kind of like a scratch or like bite mark or something on Mm -hmm. her and you live, you just might absorb some of the demon's abilities. And she's like just looking directly at the camera now. Like it's just like her face looking at the camera. And then she says, not voiceover, it's just she says directly to the camera, you just might get lucky for once in your miserable life. (sighs) Oh. And the camera's now like on the plate of food on the ground and it pans up because Needy is floating in the air, like sitting cross-legged, just like very zen with her hands on her fucking knees. Oh, shit. That's the power to absorb. Uh You got to absorb one of them. I'll take that one. Yeah. And then she floats up to the window up above and then kicks it open and walks through the yard in her fucking little fuzzy slippers and then just like walks like fucking Kool-Aid man through a fence just creates a hole. Okay, queen. It's nighttime. So we're just like walks into the woods and now she's just like walking on the street and um, looks down and she sees kind of like a little like creek of like water and there's like red balls in it. And That's where the waterfall goes a to? Bowing knife. <gasps> and she picks up the knife. Still walking. Now it's kind of starting to look like a little like dawnish, you know? And she sees a car coming. So she puts out her thumb. The car stops. It's like a station wagon. And the guy's like, Where are you going, young lady? And she says, East towards Madison. And he smiles and he's like, Hop in my chariot. 
Needy gets in. And he's like, why are you going east? And she says, oh, I'm following a rock band. And he says, wow, they must be one hell of a group. She says, tonight's going to be their last show. (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) And the car drives off from the side of the road. And there's like a yellow street sign there that Uh says low shoulder (sighs) on it. Yes. Credits. Uh Uh-huh. And then it starts being flashes like of different like shots of like girls going crazy and low shoulder of the band like signing autographs, signing a girl's boob and Mm -hmm. them having like their own little camcorder and like filming each other like in like Mm -hmm. a fancy hotel. And they're all like partying and just being idiots and like doing drugs. Oh, I see it. Yeah. And then the doorbell rings and then it's just blood splatter and like black and now it's like more like picture 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 of body bags police csi um blood one of their heads in the bathtub everything like broken destroyed blood everywhere just dead band bodies everywhere yes adam brody stabbed in the heart with uh-huh. the fucking Boeing knife. Boeing knife. Oh, it's so beautiful. Uh-huh. Cut to the security camera of the hotel hallway. And it's like a bunch of girls like screaming and excited running down like the hallway. And coming in the opposite direction is one girl walking away from that place. And we see it's needy. And she looks up straight into the camera. And it just freeze frames on her face. Cut to black. Kim, (laughs) do you even know the heart song Mm -hmm. that my soul would write (laughs) if I got to murder people, boys that wronged you? Mm. It would be the most beautiful heart song. It would be like a 2009 emo band's hit single (laughs) through the trees oh god it would be so beautiful okay total my points hi sammies so we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome patreon yet what where are you getting your bone con then it's cool it's fine you can still subscribe just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live stream. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay. Well. <sighs> not great. For dead or alive. You got two out of seven. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Because I think, I think everyone was dead except for Needy and the teacher. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. For questions, you got 16 and a half out of 28 for mm. a total of 18 and a half out of 35. That's bad. And I'm embarrassed. <laughs> You kept forgetting your purpose a lot in this one. Like, in the beginning, you were too... Trying to save you the whole time. You were, like, 
not trying to stay alive. And then when you finally were like, I'm going to try to stay alive. And I was like, this was the time where you need to be more proactive. This is when you need to get after it. Like I was like, this is the time where now you know what to do. So like you need to go kill her. I need to go kill her. Versus just doing nothing, which is what you should have done in the beginning. So. This was emotional for me. Yeah, yeah, you, you were having I... a tough time. <laughs> this, well, let's hop on over and talk to Caitlin, shall we? Sounds good. Well, that was Jennifer's body. It sure was. And <laughs> here we are to talk to Caitlin from the Bechdel cast. And um, I'm a bit of a fangirl for this so I'm pretty excited so welcome (laughs) thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me uh yeah why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and about the Bechdel cast sure so I am Caitlin I am a I mean, what don't I do? (laughs) Um, I'm a a comedian, writer, um, instructor, I guess. And I co-host the Bechtel cast with uh, another comedian pal of mine, Jamie Loftus. And that is a podcast where we just basically examine movies through an intersectional feminist lens um, using like the Bechtel test as like just a starting point um and for anyone who isn't familiar i guess uh the bechdel test um the kind of the most basic version of it or like the most familiar version um is that it's a kind of media test that requires that two women speak to each other about anything uh, about something other than a man Yep. So uh, it doesn't Which is... lo- happen as much as you <laughs> might think in movies, because nope. movies are just <laughs> like... that that would even have to exist when yeah. you think about it. <laughs> but but then also you think about all the movies exist, and you're like, oh, right, women are barely in them. And yep. if they are in them, they usually don't interact. And if they do interact, they're probably talking about how hot the male protagonist is. Exactly. Yeah. And and for all of our Sammies out there, uh, not to be um, uh, a strict school mom here, but I do hope that that was a review for all of you out there of what the Bechdel test is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should already We've definitely know. talked about it. <laughs> We've talked um, about it. We made memes about it. Come on. <laughs> come on, guys. Oh. Um, uh, but yeah, the, it's it's so fascinating. And I, and I do remember uh, when Allison... Uh, Bechtel won the MacArthur Genius Award. That was sort of my first foray into the test. And I remember, like, mm-hmm. my mind just being, like, so painfully blown. And, like, going through the archives of every movie or TV show I'd ever watched and going, oh, no. Like, <laughs> this messaging mm-hmm. was worse than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> you know, because it's... It's... uh we're, the the male gaze and the patriarchy is so entrenched in mm-hmm. all of us that you know there's just so many insidious ways that it comes into play. So I just I just love the way that you guys break break down movies, and it's such a great jumping off point. There's a million and a half directions to go when you just right. start from that perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you all covered um, many horror movies? I know I listened to The Witch. When you did that, Mm -hmm. um, which was super interesting. And I know you did Jennifer's Body on your Matreon feed. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, We have not covered an enormous amount. Um, 
I always forget how just there are so many there's so many just horror films there's so many subgenres of horror there yes. are so many some of them are like prestige horror and then so many horror movies are just like B horror that you probably would never know about unless mm-hmm. you were like a horror fanatic and you like really actively search them out so we've covered some of the more i suppose like prestige horror movies mm-hmm. like your like rosemary's baby and halloween and mm-hmm. things okay. like that um but then yeah we and then there's some other ones that we've done here and there but yeah it's not neither jamie nor i are like huge horror heads so mm-hmm. we just tend to not do as many of them. We do, we do wait. Like, we just... We're just like, let's do another Disney movie. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. We we have, a, we have a version of that ourselves, I think, when we've watched, you know, a really heavy movie the week before. We're always like, let's just watch some, like, 80s trash horror flick, please. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just watch... Something mm-hmm. fun. Mindless, silly, something or other. So I totally, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Did you have any other, uh, I mean, I feel like I could talk to you for 14 hours just about your podcast. So I'm, I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm trying to like stay focused and I'm definitely looking to Kim to be like rain me in here. (laughs) I think a good place to start is does Jennifer's body pass the test? Yes. Yeah, it does quite a bit. Um, now some of those passes of the test are, you know, maybe not the most positive interactions between women Mm -hmm. right Um, right because it passes a lot between needy and jennifer right but it's you it's often jennifer being like needy you're (laughs) or you're being needy or yeah you're you're so annoying or you look like shit and like just obvious surface flaws (laughs) yes it's just toxicity basically so it's uh (laughs) Yeah. yeah, an interesting pass, I guess. Of the test. <laughs> <laughs> so ideally, you'd have, you know, if a movie's pass- passing the Bechdel test, it would be, you know, words of encouragement or women uplifting other women. But um, <laughs> a lot of this movie, and I don't know how much you want me to go into, like how I feel about this. Please movie. do it. Like to hear all yeah. of it. Please tell us. I have a lot of problems with it, um, mm-hmm. and the more I watch it, because I've seen it like four times now I think four or five times and the the more I watch it the le- the more problems I have with it and just the less I like it because I think the first time I saw it was not long after it came out in like 2009 or 2010 and I was like oh this is cool Diablo Cody is so snappy mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> and then you revisit it through a more modern lens and you're just like oh uh oh <laughs> A lot of what gets said. Dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just have so a lot of issues with just the general structure of the story, how many things the movie's trying to do that I I feel like there's like some weird cognitive dissonance or tonal dissonance. And then there's also I just don't like this like antagonism between these two women that doesn't make any sense to me I don't understand the context of why that is because 
I mean, you already went through the whole story, but like boiled down, the movie is Jennifer being um, sacrificed by this band Mm -hmm. so that they can like sell their souls to the devil, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, She then has to feed on human flesh in order to like sustain her succubusness. Her beauty, yeah. But rather than, like, doing anything useful with that, I mean, I guess she's, like, a demon now, so maybe she doesn't have a moral compass anymore, but I'm just, like, really confused about the trajectory of the story from there, because maybe I've just, like, seen the movie Teeth too many times, and I'm just like, I just want every movie to be Teeth. We covered Teeth as (laughs) well. (laughs) But I'm just like, why wouldn't she just immediately go and try to like ruin the band who did this to her yes why wouldn't why would why is she even more mean to needy than she is now and again like she's a demon but she still seems to like be harboring like parts of her old self yeah her at least some of her humanity seems kind of intact yeah because she's being very picky and choosy about who she's targeting right so it's not as though she just like kills the first person she comes upon she still has some sort of like awareness of what she's doing so i just don't know why the movie becomes about her being really awful to needy Mm -hmm. and trying to like fuck her over when it's like dude look the adam brody (laughs) right he's he's the one yeah he's the one and yeah he's hot get. And we don't want him to die yeah he, but like, <laughs> it's just, uh, i'm just like why i just so the way the story unfolds just like really key it just like bothers me more and more every time i watch it yeah and i think that so it's interesting when 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 kim and i do this because we Kim and I have known each other for so long now that we definitely have a, a an internal language. So, like, I definitely <laughs> feel like I'm watching the movie when she is telling it to me, mm-hmm. you know, from a very specific internal perspective that she and I have. And then when I watch it on my own, it's a completely different experience. And so mm-hmm. I felt like the journey when Kim was telling it to me made more sense than when I watched it. Because to me, what came through in Kim's telling was like, this is a woman who was who is suffering from like if we're gonna if we're gonna expand the metaphor, this mm-hmm. is a woman who is suffering from PTSD due to a, a sexual assault mm-hmm. and how that can sort of come out in cockeyed ways, you know, in terms of, who you then turn around and victimize because you yourself are feeling vulnerable. So like I was able to sort of like see that trajectory as Mm -hmm. Kim was telling it to me. But then in the movie, I completely agree with you where I was like, like she's just being a total bitch to needy, which I'm like, Mm -hmm. sure. Sometimes you got to be a bitch, whatever it it's, it's based in trauma, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, why was, why was that not explored? Like, why was she just this one-dimensional bitch to her? Um, So I think I had the same problem where I was just like, there's so much opportunity here to have a discussion about 
sexual assault and how women are perceived even after they've been sexually assaulted and mm-hmm. and what they go through and who they now think they are and their self-worth and all this stuff which I'm like you were you were right there like you were right there and you just didn't go the distance with it especially because the that sort of allegory of reading the movie is like allegorical for the like aftermath of of being a survivor of sexual assault if if it is there you you have to like reach for it or you mm-hmm. like if there's nothing very obviously explicit or even that implicit of what you actually see on screen it's like it's just an interpretation rather than i think anything that the movie is intentionally trying to do because what the movie is trying to do instead at least way more clearly as far as i'm concerned is like this weird i don't i can't remember if if i'm making this up or if i actually this is something i like read about this movie but the the band so this fire that happens and then the band capital like low shoulder capitalizes off of this like tragedy mm-hmm. i remember um either thinking this or reading this uh, that it's like allegorical for the way certain people basically capitalized off of nine eleven. Oh, oh, or a similar like national yeah. tragedy or tragedy, like right, right, tragedy right. that had a lot of like publicity and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So that is like given way more focus in in yeah. this movie of like oh look how messed up it is that this band and everyone loves this band because of their i mean to be honest the song slaps right but- <laughs> it really does it was stuck in my head for so many days kim and i were so pissed at how much <laughs> We loved that fucking band. We were just like, God damn it. We would have actively been trying to bone all of these dudes in 2009. And we're so ashamed of it. (laughs) I mean, Adam Brody, hot. Um, Obviously not his character. His character is abysmal and awful. But... Yeah, the song is very catchy and like, oh my god, so two thousand nine. Or even it? like, it's like, uh, when did that music start to become popular? That like Fallout Boy the, the dashboard confessional. Yeah, two thousand six, two thousand five, yeah. and then it really oh, yeah. Panic at the Disco. Mm. I mean, good lord, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> so, so it sounds dated now when you but i every like when i was watching this movie i was just like mm, that song i get yep. why it why it took the nation by storm <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but so, embarrassing. so yeah there's like this whole like condemnation which is totally fair and valid of um you know artists or just anyone who takes a national tragedy and tries to capitalize yeah. off of it but that that's like the allegory that is feels to me like it's way more intentional than anything related to being a survivor of assault which is what the movie should be about yeah you know yeah um it's so interesting because i was just like binging on uh articles about jennifer's body from to this 2009 and then also when everyone was like wait a minute this might be a better movie than we thought kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and one of the things that sort of uh 
touches on uh, what you were just talking about in terms of like what what we chose to make the movie about versus what it was actually about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to read this uh, quote from Megan Fox. And I will say I've not always been a Megan Fox fan. I think I definitely fell into the rhetoric surrounding her. Um, sure. Again, the patriarchy is entrenched in all of us, and I have mm-hmm. made similar assumptions and mistakes. Um, but this quote where she says, I did that bloody disgusting podcast. So this is in two th- around 2009 when it came out, I believe. And mm-hmm. having people ask me all these questions and having to reflect on it, I realized a lot of things. One of the things was when I was doing that sacrifice scene, there are, of course, other things that I can pull from my childhood and past. But for me, that scene represented my relationship with the movie studios at the time and the studio executives and directors and just Hollywood in general. Because on almost a daily basis, I felt like I was being sacrificed for their gain with almost no concern for my physical well-being. Mm-hmm. Fuck your mental or emotional well-being. That never is a question when you're a woman in Hollywood. Whatever they need to do to me or put me through, they were going to do as long as it got them what they needed. So in that moment, I think it was a very visceral, very powerful, almost cathartic experience because I was able to let out everything that I was trying to keep in and not be vulnerable and play tough and fight it. I could just surrender to it and cry and wilt, and it was okay. Mm. Well, one of the things that's talked about a lot regarding this movie is how it was marketed at the time it was released versus mm-hmm. like what the movie is. And so I, I did go back and watch like the original trailer. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's interesting because yes. it's it's almost as if like this movie was written and directed by two women and mm-hmm. like a man made that trailer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, and it's like very clear. Like it's like, because I do think one of the things that the movie does well is like, does deal with like some sexual feelings and sexuality and things like that not from the male gaze and Mm -hmm. I think like from everything I've read like I don't really remember the marketing of the movie myself back in the day but like from everything that I've heard people talk about they're always like and why it's like now a cult classic and it was like ahead of its you know all those things is because Mm -hmm. it was marketed towards like young straight men and they were Mm -hmm. using Megan Fox is like this sex symbol to like sell this movie and everyone involved was like but like you're just disappointing your audience and then also turning off the people that we want to see it like they like they were like I wrote this for for girls like it's not yeah um which I find interesting and like the irony of that too um like I did find because I was like I wonder how Karen Kusama like felt about that you know like how much were they involved in the marketing afterwards because I can't imagine after making this film that that would be okay Mm -hmm. and so I read something where she was like oh okay we're either um either we're seeing that we made a movie that they see completely differently or what's in front of them is something that they don't want to see Mm -hmm. and at the time it was awful but now I'm realizing this is evident of the world at large Hmm. so I just find like the irony of that so interesting, like about like what the movie is and is slightly saying and can be for that to happen then to the movie itself. Like it's almost like if all that women are like Jennifer is very much like her entire worth, especially to the band and things like her entire value is her sexuality and her body. Like, I mean, in general, in high school, like her entire yeah value and worth is like her sexuality. And so I don't know. It kind of subverts it then to be like, okay, well, if that's all I'm worth, then I'm going to use 
my sexuality and my body to eat you alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally. Um, so I don't know. I just found that interesting that like that happened to the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. and, and the fact that it's made by two women. I don't know. It's just I don't have the words it's... for the irony, I guess. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a mind fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And like for part of the story to be. Well, that's the other thing that bothers me about it. And I'm, maybe I'm just like oversimplifying or, or something. But for Jennifer to the people that she ends up targeting are like generally pretty innocent bystanders. Yeah. Yeah. She's targeting she's targeting men. <laughs> Poor Kyle Gallner. Oh, oh. He didn't deserve to go. And then the 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 young the, man who's from India yes, the, like, foreign exchange oh student. You know. It's like she w- it's like she was praying up she had the same criteria for her prey as the band had for her. Which was right, so like vulnerable people who like because the, the the first person we actually see her kill because the 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 person she actually kills initially like on the way home from the the fire is the foreign exchange student, but um, she the first person we actually see her kill on screen is that student who's. Um, like grieving the loss of his best friend yes. so he's like and she just like manipulates the hell out of him and um, so it's like what right and I'm like but these people <laughs> if you're gonna like target men specifically pick the bad ones right plenty yeah. of them <laughs> yeah for yeah, sure. there's a there's an a, there's a virtual smorgasbord of shitheads out there. So right, <laughs> yeah that that's really interesting. And 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 I want to be careful myself to like. I don't think this movie was given its due at the time. I can agree mm-hmm. with that, uh, yeah. but I don't want to fall into the trap of like, um canonizing it because there are many 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 problems with it you know like the dialogue is atrocious (laughs) um and pushing so hard which is was really i had the same reaction kim did you kept saying you were like oh god it just the push and then i had the same feeling watching it that being said it did make me respect specifically megan fox as an actor being able to get some of those words out of her mouth in a way that I found believable. Um, mm-hmm. And Amanda and Amanda Seyfried also being able to do that, like to do their... Kim and I being actors ourselves, there's nothing mm-hmm. worse than having like dialogue where you're like, I would literally never say this. I don't even know how to fit these words in my mouth and still having to make it a believable conversational exchange. So that being sure. said, I actually think that they did a... a I'm going to say great job with the dialogue that they were given um yeah but yeah there's a lot of problems there's like troubling and like like the amount of times that the word retard was used was like very 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 horrifying problematic yeah it was the the like ableism in this movie yeah astonishing the homophobia in this movie is very astonishing (laughs) It's so interesting to me, and I I don't know, but I would love 
to discuss because I felt the same way that there's homophobia. And then at the same time, I know that a lot of people see this as like a really, um, I don't even know the word for it, but like a lot of media is in love with Jennifer. women Very are now seeing it yeah. as like a, yeah, like a, like a good movie. But I'm like, but the, so much of what they say I don't know. Like, it's just so complex. I have a lot of really right. like, tough back and forth feelings about all of it. A lot of the characters who say something homophobic are characters who we are not meant to root for or identify Completely. with. So that's something. But, <laughs> right. but it's too <laughs> there. Like, I, exactly. <laughs> I, and it, that's the problem is like, yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Like, you're saying that so that we don't like you. Mm-hmm. But right. but then no one challenge the people who we are meant to be rooting for don't challenge yeah. that right. at all. And then um, so there is the queer like not quite sex scene, but there's like kissing mm-hmm. between right. Needy and Jennifer that a lot of people have um, criticized for being queer baiting, which mm-hmm. is I think there that's plenty valid. Um, because there there's so much going on with needy. That's a whole other yes, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so part of it, yeah. So so I know um some people feel that it's um just another one of these like cruel intentions or like you know just like kind of queer baiting moments in the movie. And then other people have been like, well, that I saw that movie and that's how I figured out I was queer because mm-hmm. it like exactly. activated. So yeah. like. There, it, I don't want to like condemn it um, flat out, but there's, I, I guess I'm curious as to like why it's even in the movie because I don't really understand its relevance. And right. I'm <laughs> especially you know? because there doesn't end up being. She's so very obviously in love with Jennifer. To me, from my perspective, I'm like, oh, she's in love with Jennifer. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a it's like a super obvious thing that I didn't even question. But then the right. fact that it's not like explored or, or dealt right. with. It doesn't, inf- that doesn't inform any of needy's choices None. or really anything that happens in the story at all. So yeah. that's why I'm just like, so why is it there? Is it there just so they can put it in the trailer and like get boys to like see Megan Fox kissing a woman? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, and I know that it was mar- that aspect of it was marketed. That, that way. was definitely marketed in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do think it's oh, honestly like your comment in the very beginning about it kind of doing too much and therefore, or trying to do too much and therefore none of them get completely drawn out to fruition, mm-hmm. I think is part of what this is too, because I think it is slightly trying to. Uh, dive into but it doesn't dive into at all just like the complicated feelings of Mm -hmm. figuring out your sexuality and how do you feel and Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. between women and who are also friends and all those things and and in high school in a small town and all 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 of those complicated things of figuring yourself out you know and your identity Mm -hmm. and stuff but like you said like it doesn't quite go in it's like it's just so on the the surface yes yeah like with everything else like you'd have to dig really deep into it to pull that out of it sort of 
So I right. guess overall, it's just doing a lot of a half. lot of those things. It's a lot of half-assing. Half. Yeah, yeah, a lot of like it's there, but it doesn't quite go into it enough to feel fulfilling. Yeah. Another part of it is another like thing that I'm just like, what again? Or oh right, this is a part of the movie. Sometimes is Needy seems to have some sort of like either clairvoyant or like telepathic. Yes. Abilities. Yeah, that's yes. something super random. Even now, as for... someone who lived inside of my best friend's brain, I actually found that completely reasonable, but I thought it was just me. <laughs> even for like the horror movie aspect of it, that is kind of just left field because yeah. it's just like the most random thing. She's like, she's like at the prom and she like touches her lips and she's like, Chip. I'm like, bitch, you can feel everything. What is happening here? <laughs> right. Because it only seems like there's. It only comes up when it's convenient, and then it do- doesn't happen other times when you think it would happen. Yeah. And there's just, it's so inconsistent, and then also still doesn't really ever inform anything about how the story plays out, at least in a way that like made any sense. So. Yeah, yeah. I hate like I, I hate that I have to part. like dump on like one of the few like horror movies or just movies in general that is like written by a woman and then directed by another woman, a woman of color. Karen Kusama is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I just wish this was a better movie. So I didn't have yeah. to dump on it so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, like... but you know, Oh, sorry. Kim, you go ahead. I was going to say one thing it does do in the, in the world of horror where like being sexual, having sex yep. is usually back in the day the trope of that is that is how you get killed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i do enjoy that they kind of use that as like that's kind of how she survived yes because she wasn't a virgin Mm -hmm. you know um so that's like a a like at least like a a feminist twist to it sure the horror tropes yeah and the other the other horror trope thank you for reminding me of that kim that is also something that in the horror community we are anxious to see is uh female villains or female monsters right oh yeah um, we talked about that now ago. you know we don't require male serial killers to have like uh a motive that we can latch on to you know like michael myers People Mm. speculate why he does it, but mostly he's just a fucking psycho. You know, like we don't require anything of him. Whereas women, now this does fall into that trope, um, it has to be born of trauma. And usually that's sexual trauma. Mm. And even the way that they are a villain, their weapon is sex. So it's still sort of retreads that whole thing. But Mm -hmm. it does make me think like the fact that she's preying upon the vulnerable and not just out for revenge. I'm like, maybe that's not actually like a rape revenge story. Exactly. Yeah. So again, one more thing where they did half, half getting to see. Yeah. A woman (laughs) as a villain for, for no real reason, you Mm -hmm. know, which is new and innovative and different than, but yeah, and that, but, but then she, but then Jennifer, again, if we're reading this as like she's a survivor of sexual assault, she still gets punished and killed by the end. Yep. 
Sure. Yeah. Because, you know, in, in some some horror movies, you know, you, the villain gets defeated and then but then there's like a jump scare at the last second. So there can right. be a sequel and it's like, ah, boo, I'm back. But like <laughs> Jennifer, she's punished by by just virtue of being killed. And yeah. And so I'm like, OK, so we're we're still kind of like mixing these metaphor and just like, yeah, it's <laughs> It's You're a lot so of right. mixing. That's how I felt. Like I was like, oh, I feel this way about it. But then I also feel the opposite about that. Yeah. Like I had so many opposite feelings about every, so many parts of it. I mean, yeah. I I wish I could go back and re, like rename this. Well, I guess I could. Uh, just the idea that you came up with where it's like they do everything by half. Like <laughs> there's nothing that is done <laughs> yeah. to completion here. <laughs> It's, you know, which mean which means ultimately that they've done very little, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. This feels like the second draft of the script mm. where it should have, like, there should have been a couple more passes at the script before yeah. it. <laughs> Let's take this back to the writer's room. Let's have a couple more people read it. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah that's really true. Because, yeah, there would have been feedback of, like, what if we flesh this out? What if we fleshed any one of the things that the three of us have just talked about? What if we just fleshed out right. any one of those things? You know? Eve, okay, so the, Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we haven't talked about the waterfall hole. The, yes. the vagina. The water yes. vagina. <laughs> yeah, because... So, a lot of the... In the very early uh, exposition of the movie, this waterfall with a hole that just like suction stuff into it and they don't know where Mm -hmm. it goes that gets set up as something that's going to be really important to or as if it would be really important to Mm -hmm. the story Mm -hmm. and then it's not except like that is like sort of near where the band sacrifices jennifer and then it comes back at the very end when needy like finds the bowing knife and the 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 weapon Yeah. yeah and then she goes and kills the band with it which again should have been what the movie was about and not like the post credits like (laughs) yeah like weird photo montage but um i yeah i i'm just like why would you set that up and then bear like not pay it off well and also like the scientists in your town were terrible if they couldn't figure (laughs) out where this dumped out because needy found it by accident immediately (laughs) by walking down the street like (laughs) also their version of like science is like not to do like any sort of like excavations or measurements or any like any type of actual science they're just like let's throw some red balls down there (laughs) yeah but let's make sure we're wearing hazmat suits while we do it like it was so weird so again Yeah. yeah it's like this mysterious hole and like needy doesn't use her telepathy or whatever to find the balls and the knife she just is like oh what's this here i'm like so where were you guys looking then uh, yeah shrug <laughs> yeah um wow i would love we're... to talk more about like the relationship between needy and jennifer because mm-hmm. again so many complicated <sighs> feelings i have about it like clearly it's very toxic Oh, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I think they're trying to convey that there's some type of, like, deep love love between them, especially because Jennifer doesn't eat her, kill her (laughs) um, when she's starving. Sure, sure. Um, (laughs) 
and and she, she ultimately needy much. avenges her death needy kills her but then also right is- right at the end needy avenges her so it's uh, right so it's she avenges her boyfriend by killing jennifer and then she avenges jennifer by killing the band yeah right <laughs> it's like i guess yeah um yeah, and that, well, so even so, pre Jennifer turning into a demon succubus, she's just a, dismissive of Needy's mm-hmm. feelings a lot of the time. She's just makes cruel comments about her appearance. Mm-hmm. The power dynamic in that relationship is so off kilter. Yeah. Like, there's just so it's like you 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 hate to see it, and then it gets even worse when she does become a demon because she, and like. She's doing the bare minimum by sparing Needy and not right. killing her. Right. But then she proceeds to um, target different people that Needy seems to like yes. and admire out of this place of jealousy or mm-hmm. insecurity or cruelty. And then that's an, like that's another thing that the movie... I don't even know if the movie goes halfway on. I think it goes like 10%. But yeah. there's this thing where like at the at the end... Uh, or like kind of during the climactic sequence needy is like you're you're insecure and she's like uh how could i i'm so i'm megan fox i'm so hot how could i be i'm like the state butter queen or whatever yeah (laughs) she says (laughs) (laughs) and um and it's like that's actually an interesting thing that could have been explored where like sure society would dictate that yes. or like assume that someone who adheres to all the western beauty standards that Jennifer Fox does probably wouldn't be insecure but you know right. everyone's a little insecure about something so like can we explore those insecurities is part of it the the trauma of her being a survivor like there's all these things and then and then instead of any of like any of that thoughtful exploration needy is just like well you're not socially relevant anymore right. you loser right. yeah. stab like so there's just so there's kind of toxicity coming from needy too, but it's really mostly uh, Jennifer being awful to needy, and I don't like I can't make sense of why they're friends, and I guess part of it is like needy is in love, in with, love with her, yeah. Jennifer, that was the only that was why I was so shocked that it wasn't talked about because I'm like she is yeah. so obviously in love with Megan anybody anybody <laughs> like what is happening and Megan to me what she got out of the relationship was the pow- the power yeah being able to exert power right. over someone yeah so I'm just right. yeah that but, wasn't dealt and, with at all and she <sighs> Yeah, now that we're really diving into it, I'm really <laughs> noticing like the 10% of everything that <laughs> yes. is, is done. Because there is that one line where she finally, when Jennifer is alone with Chip and she's like, tell me I'm better than needy. You know, yeah. so it's like clearly all along there's like this insecurity and jealousy, like you said, that could again be dealt with. <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> I wish I had a. I want to take a screenshot of all of us right now, just going. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just pensively mm. hand on our face, going, <laughs> "What's happening here?" <laughs> it's yeah. I, yeah, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. 
Um, I can definitely see why uh, <laughs> covering this in reference to the Bechdel test is strange because <laughs> you're like, it passes. Now, one minute uh, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that I? that's actually sort of segueing sort of back to why we were so excited to bring you on. The movies that do pass, do you find that this is common? Where it's like... Mm, great question. Where it's like it passes, but on a technicality. And it doesn't pass oh, yeah. in the spirit of the test. Sure. Well, so the true spirit of the test, going back to Alison Bechtel's uh, writing and, and comics that this test first appeared in, which she also attributes it to... Uh, a friend of hers, Liz Wallace. Liz okay. Wallace. Okay. So she, so Alison Bechtel uh, attributes like you know at least part of the conception of this test to her friend Liz Wallace. Um, but it appeared in her comic book uh, from 1985 called Dykes to Watch Out For," um, and the kind of the whole context behind the Bechtel test is that. Uh, her two, the two characters in this uh, scene are talking about movies where women speak to each other about something other than a man, because if they're not talking about men, then they can kind of assume that the characters might be gay and therefore they can ship them together. So it's a very, it's like, it has very queer roots so um, that's where the actual like in kind of intention and not not that the Bechtel test was ever actually intended to become a media metric. It was just like this thing that appeared in this comic mm-hmm. that has been sort of like appropriated may or may not be the right word, but sort of just uh, used for just this basic like media literacy like feminist media literacy type mm-hmm. of yeah. test and and a lot of people i think um forget about or are not even fully aware of like the queer roots of it so that's right. like the the true spirit of the test is like there's so little uh like female visibility on screen specifically like queer women yeah that like they had to kind of invent this test and um if two women are not talking about a man, then they can like they could be shipped together, uh, and that's what the characters in this comic were talking about. So, but the spirit of the test that has been just sort of um, used from that is yeah, like women talking to each other about something other than a man, and in theory that would be just like a nice conversation about. <laughs> something literally else. anything uh, else literally anything else they could be talking about philosophy but what we often see happening especially in in older movies uh women if they were ta- if it was passing the Bechtel test it was either women talking about something extremely um kind of like domesticated like domestic mm. or um something that uh is like quote hyper feminine so they'd be talking Uh about like making food or shopping or clothes or something like that or it would be like women being cruel to each other um or or it would just kind of pass on a technicality 
and um, there'd be like a, an exchange of just a few lines of dialogue where we're like, oh, okay, that passed. But you could also like probably remove that conversation from the movie and it wouldn't really affect anything. Right. So to me, what I like to see are multiple conversations that span the course of a story where like the test is passed that are actually like meaningful, important conversations to the story and mm -hmm. like removing them would greatly affect the story that like, so that they, so I want like a, like a, a an interaction to be like integral to the narrative. Yeah. And you often don't see that. So even if a movie passes a Bechdel test, uh, it'll be something that's just like very fleeting or unimportant. So, yeah. um, you know, there's, I keep adding like criteria to <laughs> the test, like the more I go, but, but I mean, which, which I think we, we should, because yeah, the, the, I mean, mm -hmm. you guys say it often, um, in, in your podcast, the bar is so low, <laughs> like yeah. the bar is so low. So like all we can do as we evolve in how we tell these stories is to keep adding criteria you know, mm -hmm. um, and I think that that makes sense to do. Yeah, we just kind of have to keep challenging filmmakers to do better because mm -hmm. they're they've done very bad jobs. <laughs> up, up, yes, historically, yes, uh, up and you up till and including first, now. And yeah. again, like, you'd think, you're like, oh, you know, this this movie, um, who's, like, two major creative players, the writer and director, are both women. But then you also have to consider the era that this comes out in. And yes. it's only now, what, 12 years ago. It's, you know, in this m century, you know, within mm -hmm. the past a little over a decade. But, like, I don't know. We were all very still steeped in, <laughs> like... In patriarchy, yes, and, and it's uh, I'm I'm still unlearning toxic things that I were just so normalized. Um, so back normalized, then. I was totally <clears throat> shocked by so much of the dialogue and how mm. not long ago this was. Yeah, yeah. like truly, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, this was everything that I hoped it would be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> this was a goddamn fucking delight and I loved it oh. and I'm even more a fan and oh my gosh I'm, I'm just a fan so of you, you oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just it was just amazing so we we won't um take up any more of your time uh before we go where can people find you? Where do you want people to listen to you? What do you need people to know about you? Just give us the whole spiel. Oh, my goodness. Well, you can follow me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin Durante. Caitlin spelled with a C. Ooh. And some other letters. You'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to guess before. the other letters. I'll only give you the <laughs> you first one. <laughs> so I always feel compelled to spell it because there are literally over 100 ways to spell Caitlin. But I'm always just like, oh, they, they'll 
someone will write it down. I don't know. I'm, yeah. You'll probably tag me and stuff. Um, Google will suggest it to will. you if you spell it yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you can listen to my podcast, The Bechtel Cast. Uh, we release episodes every Thursday. We do cover horror here and there, especially on, you know, during October. We obviously always do, you know, our, our scary movie month. But, um, right. Yeah, we uh, we span all genres, just analyzing movies through a feminist lens. And um, let's see. I also <laughs> I teach screenwriting classes for Ooh. anyone who might be at all interested in that. They're all yes, online. I'm sure we have listeners who Fine. would be. Um, so yeah, they're they're online. You can go to my website, caitlindurante.com, to check out information about that. And yeah, those are the that's that's what I want you to know. Awesome. Gosh, thank you, thank you, thank thank you you so much. So much. It was such an honor to have you for Women in Horror Month. Oh, the pleasure is mine. (laughs) (laughs) Please follow Caitlin and the Bechdel cast. Take her class. Do all the things. Um, It'll be in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Uh, But thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Yeah. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Oh my gosh, this was such a fun fucking episode. Uh, we really appreciate Caitlin coming on the podcast. We hope you all enjoyed Jennifer's body as yes. usual. Uh, and Caitlin, I will say I feel smarter and cooler having <laughs> talked to you. So Same. thank you for the level up. <laughs> uh, as usual, follow us on all the things at KK Sam Podcast. Uh, we have a lovely Patreon with lots of bone con and fun things. We're always going live in there. Um we also We've have got- a Facebook group, um, Sammy Stay Alive Maybe, and then we also have merch, which so is you can rep real fun. your favorite podcast. Please do, and please send some pics, so please tag us. And yeah, um, yeah all of the info's in the show notes. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. We love you so much. So until, this has been Kim and Kat, Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week, Stay, stay Alive. alive. Uh, 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 uh,